This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. It's clear to me tonight that there isn't a path for me to win the nomination, which is why I'm suspending my campaign tonight for President of the United States. You mean there's not a path wide enough for you? I, 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 <laughs> Chris, he's, he's eating right now. He can't be about <laughs> He went out and celebrated. Mm, smell those hot dogs. I gotta have one small bite. Oh, yeah. Right, here's the spot. And the funnel cone stand is open. Oh, I gotta have one of those. Oh, man, that's good. Anyway, churros. I didn't know we had churros. Hey, give me one of those. And another dog, yeah. And a pepperoni pizza. No, not one slice, you moron. The whole pizza. Uh-oh, my lap band burst. Just save me a hot dog, okay? I gotta go. Little fat humor is always good in the morning. You know, I just I listen to them because of the fat humor. <laughs> I've never heard anybody go, "Wow, that Chris Christie! I hope he wins." All right, so um, I guess there was a hot mic, and he didn't know it was on, and he said some things about people. Like, for instance, he said DeSantis called them all scared. I, t- you know, I talked to DeS- DeSantis called me petrified. Petrified. Oh, and then uh, what is this? Do you uh, think that's true? I mean, DeSantis is a Navy SEAL. I doubt he's calling Christie going, oh, what am I going to do? Exactly. And then the one that got everybody going was this uh, hot mic soundbite. And she's going to get smoked. And you and I both know it. She's not up to this. Oh, she's talking Nikki about Nikki, Nikki Haley. She's going to get smoked. Or eaten. If you're hungry. Well. I'd smoke her with a block of cheese. That's what I'd do. Yeah, I mean, look, she's spent $68 million so far. Just on TV. Mm-hmm. Spent $68 million so far. $59 million by DeSantis. And we spent 12. I mean, who's punching above their weight and who's getting a return oh. on their investment? I'm going to be making weight jokes there. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, what are you going to do? I just want to meet the people that gave him a bunch of money and thought, you know what? You're our best hope. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I know what you mean. He Thank was, you for your he contribution. Was, he was hot at one time. I don't mean physically. I mean, I remember when he, he was could have been president 2016. Except Trump was there. God, Trump just nailed Trump nailed everybody back then. That was a that was a comedy special. Remember well, that? Somebody thought he'd win, so they like, yeah, watch this guy make a fool of himself. And he's like, actually, you're a loser. You're fired. What did he call Rubio? Little uh, Little Marco. Was it Little Marco? Little Marco Rubio. And Jeb was a uh, high energy Jeb. Low Bush. energy Jeb. Low energy Jeb. <laughs> yeah, Jeb. 
All right. Um, it's not going so well for the government right now as far as it goes with the uh, Secretary of Defense secrecy. Uh, if you don't know what happened, Lloyd Austin, who's in the nuclear chain, something quite important, uh, should we have a nuclear launch by China, Russia, and, and in any moment now, Iran, uh, he's in the chain that would have to, uh, you know, make decisions and you only have 15 minutes. But he couldn't be reached. I'm sorry. The defense secretary you just reached is not available. He was in the hospital. I mean, nobody wants to see anybody uh, have prostate cancer, but it turns out it was that. But that was hidden from everybody. He told his people, this is what's going on. First of all, we thought he didn't tell anybody. He uh, made his assistant be the fallback secretary of defense. Turns out she's on vacation. He didn't know? I don't know. I don't think so. We don't we don't know a lot because everybody's lying to us. So I thought that he was in the hospital. The one aide that he put in charge was on vacation. That's the then, one. Or, or no, the, the one aide that he put in charge was on also vacation. Out sick. And then the other one went on vacation. Then everybody's like, wait, who's talking to who? He's like, What you mean my underling's underling isn't there? Yeah, the third one down was um uh, the, the second one down was on vacation. The third one down, I don't know what I think that's what everybody started catching on. Wait, why am I talking to the third one down? So, um, turns out, I mean, this is the latest speculation. It's not fact, but I'm letting you know ahead of time. We like to do that. But the latest speculation is that his staff did know, but they never told the president and the White House, which, you know, President Biden is Lloyd Austin's boss. Yeah, but he might not even know. Lloyd's not coming in. He's sick. Who? Yeah, but if you're in that nuclear chain anywhere... Aren't you supposed to? Aren't they supposed to know where you are at all times? Oh, absolutely. But you know, again, uh, yeah. Doesn't he have like a, a protective guard or something? Biden is his boss. Uh, Biden and him are pretty close. And I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general. But my my uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. See. They're very close. The guy that runs that outfit. So John Kirby got up on the podium where Kareen. Jean-Pierre usually stands because he's the only one that could actually give an answer to the questions that the press is asking. I mean, Pepe Le Pew usually is like, I'll have to refer you to the people that actually have answers and are smart enough to respond. But uh, John Kirby doesn't help in the situation at all. He was not informed until last Friday that Secretary Austin was in the hospital. He was not informed until this morning that the root cause of that hospitalization was prostate cancer. Is that because the White House knew and didn't inform the president or because Secretary Austin chose not to share that with the president? Nobody at the White House knew that Secretary Austin had prostate cancer until this morning. Okay, that wasn't the question, dude, but that's okay. That's what you do. Uh, so the focus now is on who's telling the truth and who's lying, because apparently we're getting lies from just about everybody. And Peter Dushi of Fox News asked Kirby, hey, how can we trust anybody in the administration ever? Why should we believe anything that this administration tells us about anything ever again? I think we all recognize, and I think the Pentagon has been very, very honest with themselves about uh, the um, the challenge to, to, to credibility by what by what has transpired here and by what and by uh, uh, how. how yeah. I've never heard Peter. I've never heard um, John Kirby not have an answer straight. 
forceful answer. <laughs> he doesn't. They're all a mess, man. And, and let me just tell you about the chain of command here, so you understand the U.S. military when it comes to nuclear weapons. Um, here's how it runs: President, Defense Secretary, Combatant Commanders. And the executive orders goes through those three lines before it is initiated when it comes to nuclear weapons. The the defense secretary, nobody knew where he was. So that's the bottom line. So not only do if the staff members are lying and they knew and they didn't tell the president, they need to get fired. And he needs to get fired no matter what. But uh, Peter Dushi went on. The administration is going to go to such great lengths to keep secrets about the defense secretary's health. How can anybody be certain that the administration would not go to the same lengths to keep secret problems with President Biden's health in the future. Wow. Wow, that's a good question. Mm. Excellent. If if you could logically argue, and you can't, but if you could logically argue that How, the administration... He's wait, 81 wait, years old. Wait a second. Just give me a second What's here, bub. There I'll get there. If, <laughs> bub. if the administration made some sort of Machiavellian effort... Uh, across the board to, to to keep this from getting public, then I think your question has merit and, and certainly is a fair one. I don't think it's a fair one because that's not what happened here, Peter. What sure. happened here is the Secretary of Defense, uh, for whatever reason, I can't answer the question why, uh, that information wasn't shared. It wasn't shared widely in the department and it worse? certainly wasn't shared with you the United States. It's, it's not good. It's certainly not good, which is why, again, we want to learn from this. We want to we want to make sure that it doesn't happen You want to learn for this? This country's what, 230? How many years old is this country? Uh, now we're learning about the chain of command when it comes to nuclear weapons? Oh, <laughs> gotta figure it out sometime, I suppose, huh? How does that make you feel? Huh? Comfortable? You feel safe? Secure? Yeah. They're good. The government cares about you. These people are unbelievable clowns. Speaking of clowns, we have all these, you know, every, look, they're pulling out all the stops because they don't want Trump to run. They don't want Trump in office again. And uh, they're trying to go off. The biggest one they're trying to go after is the insurrection thing. And there was no insurrection. I want to describe to you a real insurrection. It just happened. You know, you know what's funny? I know I'm maybe reaching on this, but I noticed that, I mean, there's a major insurrection going on in a, what used to be one of the most beautiful countries in the world, very peaceful, big tourist destination, big expat destination for Americans, Ecuador. I wanted to live there. Quito yeah, was- corrupt there, though. Quito's beautiful. What? I mean, it's pretty corrupt there, yeah. Well, it's corrupt, but it was peaceful, and there wasn't a lot of... Uh, the cartels leave you alone. It was still totally, it's totally corrupt, peaceful. corrupt, but peaceful. <laughs> well, there weren't, any, there weren't many cartels at the time doing anything other than, you know, their drug deals and stuff, but they didn't bother anybody. Now See, that's probably what our government's saying. <laughs> We're corrupt, but peaceful. We don't now bother a, anybody. Now it's a civil war, okay, in South America, wedged between multiple gangs and the government of Ecuador. Now, President Daniel Noboa declared that his nation was entering a new era where we're in a state of war 24-7. Day earlier, a 36-year-old president had taken an extraordinary measure never before used in Ecuador and rarely seen in Latin America, formally announcing a state of internal armed conflict and giving the military sweeping powers to combat 22 criminal gangs uh, defined as terrorists who have executed an insurrection. Um, you don't want to. You want to know how an insurrection is executed? It's very simple. The guy that was uh, one of the gang members who was in prison already and was being transferred escaped. 
he decided he was going to take his gang and attack the local local TV station that was broadcasting at the time a news program. Mm -hmm. They went into the TV station armed. On the way, they shot a bunch of military, Ecuador military men, killed them, went into the TV station, got the entire staff live on the air, on the floor, took one outside, shot him in the head, all right, and then put a stick of dynamite in the anchor. Imagine that here. This can happen. Local TV station, they put a stick of dynamite in his front shirt pocket and made him read a statement with a gun to his head. Uh And guess what? Just like I always described, they're wearing dark masks, dressed in dark clothing. That is an insurrection. Yeah, that's an insurrection. But they want us to believe what happened on January 6th here was an insurrection. Tell me if this sounds the same as the Ecuador insurrection I just described. Hey, man. Glad to see you guys. You guys are Patriots. Look at this guy. He's got covered in blood. God bless you. Any chance I could get you guys to leave the Senate wing? We will. I'll be making sure they ain't disrespecting the place. Okay. Just want to let you guys know this is like the sacredest place. See, that's all they needed to do. I don't know if they learned that in Ecuador. All uh-huh. they need to do is the security guard needs to walk up to one of these people that just shot one of the news people. Hey, can you guys leave the studio? Okay, man, we won't disrespect the place. We'll just go. But these idiots are still going after it. Look at Representative Pamela Jayapal. I think when you lie, there's a little karma that comes into play. I think oh, it happened yeah. here. Let's talk about the fact that President Trump incited an erection. Uh, and, oh, <laughs> maybe that too. <laughs> what? Yeah, you could talk about that too, I guess. <laughs> maybe we should talk about that too. The president incited an insurrection. Yeah, an insurrection. Okay, maybe we should send her to Ecuador right now. Mm-hmm. Remember about two years ago, Chuck Schumer incited the erection. Insurrection. I'm telling you. I what think is wrong with these people? Because they know they're lying. They get nervous and oh. they they leave. Right to the pee-pee talk. Yeah. Incited the erection. Incited the erection. Well, I mean, did you see what happened? I think it was yesterday. The uh, radical pro-Palestine supporters stormed the Colorado State House. This was, yeah, it was yesterday. I didn't I mean, see that. Hanging, hanging off of the... You know how there's like a railing up there? Right. And then the hanging off of that, leaning over, storming the house screaming things and it's like but where's that nobody there was arrested that's that, not that was worse than january 6th oh so but that is not an erection it's not <laughs> i an mean erection. insurrection yeah incited the erection yeah. well they're not trump supporters so there's no need to oh arrest okay them. so it's they're allowed okay all right so you think you've heard it all so far <sighs> we're just getting started here ready a doctor now, this isn't a doctor in Joe's Doctor Hut in Kikaki, Michigan. This is a doctor at Cedar sinai Whenever you hear a celebrity is in trouble and dies, it's at Cedar sinai Big hospital. Yeah, this isn't some, you know, Dr. Quack's hospital medicine place mm-hmm. on the corner of Maine. And doctor at Cedar sinai posted on TikTok. You see, my doctor's posting on TikTok before I, I even hear what the subject matter is. I want a new doctor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> she says... It's okay to be fat. Here she is. Any chance I can get you guys to yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I was going to say she's Oh, did I put it in the wrong place? No, no, I got to have this. Okay, let's see. No, that's the whistler. Oh, no. What, no. what happened? Oh, I don't know what I did wrong. I did something did you wrong. you put it in the wrong day? No, it, I went to the, to the old day and it's... Oh, here it is. I got it. I got it. 
there is a God. Okay, here we go. Here's my hot take as a doctor. I totally agree. It is okay to be fat. We don't say that enough, but it needs to be normalized. If you are fat, that is okay. It is typically not a problem that requires immediate solving. It is not an emergency. You don't have to drop everything in the pursuit of being not fat. Okay. I got a pretty good doctor in about, uh, you know, what is about, I guess, about two months ago. Mm-hmm. He told me, you know what? If you don't lose the weight, you're probably going to die. You're going to have a lot of health issues. He was very honest. Yeah. yeah you're going to get a lot of health issues and you probably, not that I'm, I'm, not, I'm not morbidly obese. I wasn't. Not at all. Not at all. But, but it was enough weight that mm-hmm. it was causing me all kinds of complications, oh. high blood pressure, it had a sugar scare, which turned out to be nothing. But at the same time, I took his advice and I've lost almost 30 pounds, but- yeah, being overweight. Well, it just makes everything harder. Like I'm not when I when I was heavier, even when I was at my heaviest, I wasn't obese, but I was larger than I wanted to be, but I had so many complications. My ankles hurt, my knees hurt, my hips hurt. I was winded walking up and down stairs. I'm a little suspicious when Jill goes into this. So, why? How overweight were you? A pound yeah. and a half? I no, I was I'll be I'll be candid with you. You want me to tell you? Joel, I've done you for a hot well, minute. I, mean, I, I haven't seen you yeah, at, I, at I a point where you're going <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah. I never see you lumbering down the hallway. Yeah. My normal weight is in like the 140s, 150s. Right. I got up to like almost 180. Okay. And which is a lot more than I'm used to carrying. But your husband probably liked it. <laughs> One of the perks about marrying somebody that's Hispanic. They're like, man, you look good these days. Carne. <laughs> so I dropped it back down and I'm now like mid 140s and I feel a lot better. Yeah. But I can tell even if I don't get on a scale, if I'm gaining weight because I feel like garbage. Yeah, yeah, you don't feel good. Well, this doctor says you should gain the weight back, Jill. It so. is okay to not be healthy. We act like it is this moral failing, this cardinal sin that you deserve a scarlet letter if you are not healthy. Did you hear what she just said? Tanta carne, you read, there's more. It doesn't stop here. It gets better and better. Okay, go ahead. And there's a name for that, and that's called healthism. Healthism? Okay. This is a person that wants to get clicks, and hopefully her new word for racism, all the other isms, is healthism. She wants to become, she wants to be national notoriety for making up the new, um, yeah, what's with people trying to coin terms? But would you think, going back to the, the, the fat thing, would you think it would be a smart thing to tell someone who might not be there yet, but they're on their way to damaging their body to say, eh, a little Don't bit's okay. It. That's like saying to someone that's starting to use drugs, it's not that bad yet. Yeah. I mean, you don't, I mean, have, you don't have, have to quit right now. A whole crack problem, just a small crack problem. It's fine. I hate to say this to you, Jill, and... You're a healthist. You really are. Healthist. And there's a name for that, and that's called healthism. Healthism is the name for that. Okay. Um. Now, don't get me wrong. In my line of work, there's a lot of people that I see that want to gain weight, lose weight, take other measures that they think will improve their health in some way. And by all means, that's what we're here for. We're here to help you with that and be supportive of that. But Wait a minute. Is she smoking a cigarette while she's saying this? Or She what? just said that you're a healthist. And it's healthism, and you know it's a pejorative, right? It's like racism. So, and now she's telling you it's okay. What's wrong with this woman? She she going into her own drug supply? And- Are you going to play the podcast girl? Oh that, yeah. Because here's where here's where it can get to extremes when you start to tell somebody that's maybe 
30 pounds, 40 pounds, 50 pounds overweight, you say, eh, it's not awful yet. Then what you get is people like Lizzo or people that look up to Lizzo that are morbidly obese. And I'm sorry if that offends you. Lizzo is morbidly obese. She's pushing 300 pounds, oh which is God. morbidly obese. Okay, yeah. that's a lot. That's a lot for anybody's frame to carry. No, that's and an I'm organ. not saying it to be hateful. No, it's that's, an organ crusher. It's a, yeah, it's a lot for your body to take to take on. And she's dancing and she's saying that's got to be a lot of pounding. And I'm not again, I'm not trying to be funny. No, but you're a healthist. But but if you get people that look up to that and you say this is a picture of health and this is okay, then you get other people and influencers that think it's okay, and some people have to call them out on it. Just because I'm fat. That doesn't invalidate the things that I say. She died. You ready to get supersized? She died too. Today I've got the big fruit loop. He's dead. Join me on my fat positive radio show. Which didn't last long because she died. (laughs) (laughs) And I know she's being savage, but it's the truth. Oh, that's funny. Oh, you're a bunch of healthists. Healthism is our new problem. Stop it. Cut it out. I have a glandular problem. All right. So this is this is typical uh, hypocritical celebrity. Ready? Mark Ruffalo. You all know who he is. Mm-hmm. Mo- movies and stuff. <laughs> movies and stuff. No, I don't know. I don't remember what he did. I don't care, really. I don't really follow Mark Ruffalo. Not on this. He played the Hulk in all the Marvel Oh, that's right. Whatever. So he went on X, and he says he mistakenly shared a picture of Donald Trump supposedly surrounded by young girls... Mistakenly? How do you mistakenly share something? Mistakenly shared. Yeah, his just he just slipped and I all of a sudden. Accidentally wound up on Twitter and then I accidentally hit the share button yeah. on an accidental picture. Yeah, and he accidentally accessed the picture and put it in you know how it goes. So uh he accidentally labeled it gross hashtag MAGA. And accidentally (laughs) typed all that out. It was weird. Yeah. And uh, then criticized everybody who's calling everybody else a pedophile, except for the one guy who smiles in a group of young girls, Ruffalo said on the post. Mm. All this was an accident. (laughs) Wow. So anyway. um, They let him drive or no? Yeah, so X users called out Ruffalo through community notes. That's the new feature they have on uh, the Twitter X thing. Feature allowing contributors to add context to posts, noting that Trump's jacket, ready for this? Trump's jacket and photo was partially blurred on one side while one girl's arm was missing. <laughs> okay, it was clearly photoshopped. Well, no, it's it's an AI generated photo, but it wasn't oh, very it, well, is. it wasn't very well done. So now, instead of saying my bad, sorry, uh, I should have checked, no. Mark Ruffalo is now blaming Elon Musk for allowing him to post a false fraudulent picture on Twitter and allowing him to post the negative stuff he said about Trump that wasn't true. Well, I mean, only I, in America. I posted it, but it's your fault. Tom. You should stop me from doing stupid crap. I imagine say. you go to rob a bank and then you yell, it's the cops' fault. They should have got me before I went in and robbed it. Like, I don't know why you're mad at me. Finally, the big story, Hunter Biden triggered Bedlam Wednesday. Look, this is one thing I want to tell you. This is what the Democrats want, and they won yesterday when this happened. Hunter Biden, there was a hearing going. It wasn't even a hearing. It was a meeting to decide. Remember, Hunter Biden had two subpoenas. He ignored one of them, which was for a closed-door meeting to have a discussion about, you know, the legal ramifications of his actions with Congress, with the House. So uh, he didn't go. 
Instead, he stood outside and did a speech. You remember that? I played the speech on here. Mm-hmm. He stood outside, and then he did the speech. He went home. He ignored the subpoena. And they were trying to, you know, instead of doing it right away and finding him to contempt, they did what Republicans do, which proves once again they're part of the problem. They did nothing, and they waited, and they waited. So yesterday, they had this little meeting to decide, like, you break the law, you break the law. But why did they have to have a meeting to decide? Yeah. Anyway, but they did. And then, of course, I'm sure this was under instructions of Biden's attorney uh. and that scumbag, dirty-looking man that gave him the $7 million to pay off his tax debt from Hollywood. Some, some Hollywood lawyer. You should see this guy. They call him Hunter Biden's sugar brother, Kevin Morris. Mm-hmm. So he sat there. Biden was in the middle, and then his lawyer was on the left side. Biden came into the meeting, was there 17 minutes. Nancy Mace, who is a Republican from South Carolina, tore into Hunter. I've spent more time. Oh, hold on. Let me uh, go to the tore into Hunter category. Um, first of all, my first question is who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's oh. my first question. <laughs> um, second question, you are the epitome of white privilege coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up Ooh. here. And M- Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman. Um, if the, the lady recognizes. If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? of? Good point. She goes, are women allowed to speak here? And that was enjoyable. However, it makes them look like clowns. That's what they wanted. They win. Then Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia began to speak, and here's how she would said it. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, excuse going? me, Hunter. Oh, Apparently, oh, you're afraid of my going? words. Is that when what? he got up and walked out? No. <laughs> he left. Oh... I like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him. What a coward. Maybe, but you're a coward as well, and so is the rest of the Republicans in that committee. I mean, you do nothing. You do absolutely nothing. Nothing. The guy broke the law. He was in contempt. You didn't even, you waited. How long has it been now? A month? Give me a break. Shouldn't he have been arrested? So a lonely reporter outside got into it with Hunter. This is the best. I sent this. I was cackling and I sent it to Rick and I knew he was busy. So I have to call him and I'm like, you have to watch this. I'm laughing out loud (laughs) at this reporter. This is the best thing I've seen all day. As Hunter's running out of the courtroom, literally walking quickly, uh, this reporter screaming from the back said, Do you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? What crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? What type of crack do you smoke, Mr. Biden? What kind of crack do you normally smoke? Is it different from the stuff I have here? And he goes on. Let me start again. Hunter, what's your favorite type of crack? What's your favorite type of crack? I didn't know there was different types of crack, but apparently there's different types of crack. Are you on crack today? Are you on crack today, Mr. Hunter? Some, and then the other girl gets into it and goes, are you with a crack whore today or something like that? This was like an SNL skit. I couldn't tell. I'm like, is Will Ferrell in the audience? Like, was he following Hunter out? What's going on? No, it was awesome. It was a- know, I spent more time yeah, I know. on my hands and knees right. picking through rugs 
um, smoking anything that re even remotely resembled crack cocaine. I wonder what type it was. Was it his favorite? What's your favorite kind of crack? Are you on crack now? But he ran out of there. You wouldn't believe it. It's almost like he was in a marathon. All right, it's President Biden. The president. Want to run faster than you ever thought possible? Introducing the new Nike Air Hunter running shoe. <laughs> it's the shoe that my boy Hunter wears, and it helps him run out of hearing so fast it'll make your head spin, by golly. He's a good boy, and he's a fast boy. Just listen to this Nike Air Hunter shoe wearer customer guy, by golly. This shoe is amazing. I wear it to work, and whenever I see my boss come to give me more stuff to do, I run right out of there. In fact, I see him coming right now. He's probably going to ask me to finish up those second quarter projections. See ya! Wow, so fast. My goodness. The Nike Air Hunter. The shoe that's fast like Hunter, so you'll be fast. Just like Hunter. He's good boy. In stores now with the thing, man. Rick, chill, and smokestack. Ugh, fine. On Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. So wake up, people. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So the list is out. Got it right here. Richest people in the world. Now, they gave me 50, and I don't want to do 50 because who's got the time? I'll give you the top 10. Some of these people I don't know. Once you get to around number seven, you're going to know all of them. And you might be surprised who the top three are. Uh, Will you tell your son to go back in his cage before? Smoke, can you be part of the show and go back in your hole for I a second? I'm doing my best. Hang on. <sighs> tell you, people just don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to do the show here, which Smoke usually plays sound effects and says funny banter, things like that, but he's currently standing right behind Rick, not on well, a microphone. Somebody's got to prepare his segments. The guy can't turn his chair Don't you have a whole song to do that after Crazy Talk? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just wondering. Um, number 10, Steve Ballmer. Do you know who that is? He's the Ballmer outfit. He works for Microsoft. He is worth $80 billion. He's <laughs> wow. 67 years old. This is going to be a fun list. God. Um, Mukesh Ambani. Oh, there was a song about that, the Mukesh Express. Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Yeah. Right. I love that song. He's only 65. He's worth $83 billion. He works for Diversified. Oh, yeah, of course. Telecom. 
Carlos Slim Hilu and family worth $93 billion. Now, those Slim are, is his nickname? It was his middle, middle name, I'm guessing. Hey, Slim, how about let me borrow a couple bucks? Go right? yourself. Oh, I'm getting there. Now, number seven, you'll start to recognize. Michael Bloomberg. Yeah, there's oh, the, yeah. my pal Bloomy. $94 billion is what he's worth. Jeez. Oh, it gets better. Oh, uh, we're going up, aren't we? Yep. Coming in at number six, pervy Bill Gates. You know, well. he's uh, Microsoft, $104 billion. Warren Buffett. Yes. Uh, he's 92, mm-hmm. and he's worth $106 billion. Right. Wow. Yeah. Kids are probably waiting for him to keel over. Um, let's see. Larry Ellison. He's from Oracle. He's 78. He's worth $107 billion. Now, the top three. Are you ready? Yeah. Oh. You know two of them in the top three. Who do you think comes first? Elon. Uh, Elon, yeah. Wrong. Bezos, number three. $114 billion. Obviously, you know he's Amazon. Elon Musk came in at number two. No, oh, he's, he's number two. Number okay. two, richest person in the world. Tesla, SpaceX. I don't think X has anything to do with the riches. I think no. it's all SpaceX and Tesla related. No, X has lost $70 million in uh, value. Now, he's only 51 years old. I didn't realize how young he was. $180 billion. God, dude. And beating him out by quite a bit... Bernard Arnault and family. Do you know who he is? He makes the the car the Arnault. No, no, he's a uh, Prince Arnault. Uh, wasn't that Jaja Gabor's? He is a, uh, the one that is uh, came up with Louis Vuitton, Sephora. Uh, he owns uh, Tiffany. Wow. He's from France. Fashion and retail is his business. He's seventy four years old. He is worth two hundred and eleven billion dollars. I didn't oh. make the list. Rick Stacy, you are not on the list. Oh, no. Diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose, oily stools? <laughs> That's a, I don't know. It's the wrong one. But go ahead. This is why you're not worth $211 billion. <laughs> is that what it is? Because we talk about a list, and you hit a button that talks about oily stools. Yeah. Okay. Um, God. <laughs> really didn't matter what I played there. That was probably appropriate. <laughs> So this is the month I feel like more than any other time of the year, except maybe right before the holidays or sometime over the summer where a lot of people try to lose weight. You've been hearing about the Ozempic craze. Uh, You're going to start seeing gyms offering, oh, you join for this month and you get this free and blah, 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 blah. But now you don't have to do any of that because of science. New researchers at MIT think that they found a pill that vibrates hold all jokes, when it comes in contact with gastric fluid inside the sum- the stomach. That's what she said. <laughs> they said that the pill's vibrations create the sensation of fullness inside your gut that could be That's the future of weight loss. So basically, it's a vibrating pill that makes you feel like you're full so you don't eat, kind of like Ozempic. So it's like having butterflies in your stomach for real. I feel like that would freak me out. I feel right. like they would just make you have to poop. Yeah, that's the other thing. I, and wait a minute. colon. I think it's in your stomach. Well, how do they way, keep... I mean, I don't know. How, how do does ke- it... Yeah, not go down the tube. Yeah, how do you keep it from coming out? I'm sure eventually you pass it. So and then you oh. gotta fish it out and eat it again, or what? That might be pretty exciting. <laughs> Honey, I've got to go to the bathroom. You swam twice in the last ten <laughs> minutes. Bring me the colander. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so here's a woman. I can't decide if she's dumb or smart or a little bit of both. She's um, 64 years old. She's a grandmother. She lives in Massachusetts. Her name is Roxanne. She tried to poison her husband. Here's why. Because there's a a soap opera star. I don't know if you ever watch soap operas anymore. Um, There's a show out there, Bold and the Beautiful. It's been around for a while. 
Um, apparently, some scammer was texting Roxanne, pretending to be one of the soap stars from The Bold and the Beautiful, a very handsome one at that. And she believed it was real, partially because she was a diehard fan for Bold and the Beautiful. One of the messages <laughs> from him said, you have to get riz- rid of that husband of yours, honey. I need you so much. So Roxanne said she needed to do some thinking, and that's when she hatched a plan. Hmm. She said, I'm going to make an amazing soup and a special potion because he's going to be hungry when uh, he gets back from work. So later, her husband got back, ate the soup, wasn't feeling well. You know what happened right away? Diarrhea, gas, bloating, stomach pain, or loose oily stools. Yeah. (laughs) So this woman thought that this soap star was in love with her, so she slowly tried to start poisoning her husband to kill him because the hacker told her (laughs) to. Oh, man. Wow. Uh, Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Police didn't take them very long. She'd been charged with attempted murder along with resisting arrest and assault on a cop. Now, can you imagine? You, you must be a super fan if you're like, yes, no, I would poison my husband to be with you. Can you imagine the poor husband with his mouth open being like, you did what because of what? That's why you're trying to kill me? I'd be upset if it was the real soap opera star, but it's not even the real guy. <laughs> wow. Speaking of drama, I don't know if you saw oh. this. Uh, Tom Cruise... Signed a deal with Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's very powerful, and I think everybody wants to have him on any of their rosters. But he signed a deal with them to develop and produce original and franchise films strictly for Warner Brothers. But when you put Tom Cruise in charge of it, it might be a little sketch because how original could this material that he's writing really be? And does he have an ulterior motive? Tom Cruise has teamed up with Warner Brothers to develop original movies. Get ready for Tom's new feature, Rain Gun. It's Rain Man and Top Gun together at last. I'm an excellent driver. I feel the need, the need for speed. Qantas Qantas never crashed. Tom Cruise is producing brand new, innovative films like A Few More Good Men. I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Plus, modern, innovative cinema with titles like Mission Achievable, Risky Er <laughs> Business, and Jerry Maguire-er-er. you. Audiences will be blown away by Tom Cruise's unique creativity on display. In his Warner Brothers collaboration, he's working to move movies into the future for one reason. Show me the money! It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Hey, you're with Stupid News on the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Who's the stupid one now? With Jill and Smokestack. This is so scary. I just can't imagine having your brain cut into, scraped, pieces of your skull sitting on the table right next to you, and you're asked to be playing the guitar. Professional guitarist Christian Nolan took his uh, stage show to an operating room last month. Uh, He was asked to strum his guitar while they were performing brain surgery to remove a tumor. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. Yeah, his guitar playing helped guide the brain surgeons during the delicate operation by playing the guitar during an awake portion of his two-hour surgery. Nolan allowed doctors to protect his manual dexterity while scooping out as much tumor as possible with the scooper of tumor scoopers. Oh. 
Sur- oh. Surgical team was removing a tumor called a glioma in the right frontal lobe of Nolan's brain near the area that controls left-handed movement, said Dr. Ricardo Comartar, the brain and tumor neurosurgeon who led the team. Wow. God, I thought I had anxiety going to the dentist. Can you imagine? We're going to cut your skull open and we're going to be poking at your brain, but you're going to be awake. It's my goiter, isn't it? <laughs> How do you not feel any pain? I I mean, I'm sure they give you some sort of anesthesia, but you got to saw into their skull first. Well, I'm sure you're asleep for that part, but you're awake. I don't okay, understand that. your guitar. Oh, How you doing? All right, don't move too much. We got stuff sticking out of your head. <laughs> I can't. I cannot. No, I mean, imagine you one wrong move and you just... Oh, uh, you forget English and then you're like, all right, don't push on that part. Uh, I just can't. No. All right. A dentist and an associate chief medical officer in Albuquerque, New Mexico, who earns about, about $300,000 a year around there, does his base pay, and then you get paid for extra stuff like operations and procedures, uh, was caught at Target stealing $1,000 worth of stuff. Dr. Melissa Ivers of UNM Medical Group was popped last month when cops arrested her. She was leaving the store allegedly attempting to swipe $210 worth of stuff from the beauty product aisle. Are times that hard? I don't know. Security was on the hunt for Ivers after three other shoplifting incidents. However, they hadn't been able to identify her until now. Cops busted her as she left the store. Ivers was arrested and faces charges of shoplifting over $500. Because if it's under $500... See, she should have gone in three times. These people don't get the law. (laughs) The assistant DA has ordered her to attend a pre-prosecution diversion program. What is a diversion? Uh, uh, pre-trial diversions, like you're a first offender, you didn't mean it, now you see that when you do bad stuff, you go to jail. All right, we're not going to ruin your life right now, but we're going to make it super uncomfortable. Got it. Hmm. So it's about that. All right, this guy uh, didn't get any pre-trial diversion program. 25-year-old in Canada. Just got his driver's license. Very excited. 20 minutes later, the officers pulled the guy over. Uh-oh. Yeah. In celebration of his driver's license, apparently he was driving with a cracked open beer in between his legs on Highway 10. Police officer I am Michelle said, the driver headed south. He flew past an unmarked cop car and was weaving in and out of traffic. Michelle claimed, with an alleged registered speed of over 30 miles per hour above the speed limit, the unnamed man's license has been suspended for 30 days and he's been charged with several things, including careless driving, stunt driving, novice driving, with a Bach above zero. A blood alcohol content? Yep. A Bach. A Bach. It's a Bach. How fast you were going? Uh, 65. 63. Officer, isn't, isn't the speed limit 65? Yeah. It is. <laughs> okay, I don't know what's going on, but I don't think I'm flying anymore. This scares me more than a panel being popped out at 16,000 feet. It's too much. On Delta flight on Christmas Eve, um, somebody left excrement smeared all over the seat. No. Did you hear about what happened? Yes, yeah, somebody crapped in their seat. There's shit everywhere. And just left it there, right? No, they took it out and started smearing it all over the walls like a little baby pulling poo out of their diaper. Oh. And then proceeded to sit in it for the rest of the flight. Wait, wait. Wait, back up. Back up. He was with an eight-year-old daughter. And what happened? He pooped his pants during the flight and then started to smear it on the seat. Okay, wait. wait. How? What do you mean? Purposefully (laughs) turn around and... He did or the kid did? Yeah. No, it was. I thought it was him. Okay, no, man. You, you saw the. You, apparently, you saw the story before I yeah. did. So, daughter, we're on a connected. Yeah, they were on a connecting flight. 
And the dad there. poops himself, not the little kid. About 20 minutes into the flight, I get a terrible smell, and I ask my daughter if she had pooped. She's eight. The flabbergasted uh, poster wrote, she denies any wrongdoing, and the smell lingers for the rest of the flight. It wasn't until they landed they discovered the appalling source of the stench. While It was a person in front of them. Eight oh. rows in front of them, excuse me. Eight while, rows in front of them, and the back of them and their chair was just covered in oh, poop. Oh, while deplaning, the reportedly uh, saw a person eight rows in front of them who had oh. pooped all over the seat, so the bottom and the back were completely covered in uh. wonderful feces. Oh, my gosh. What's uh, wrong with you? That's terrible. Huh. Yeah. You didn't you know there's a lavatory on I the know, plane. I just don't understand. Like, if I really have to go, and I hope that this never, ever happens to me, where I'm in a, that, I have to make a split decision to put in the bathrooms there. Yeah, and right. like, oh you my didn't gosh, wear can socks, Jill. That's, that's everyone's last ditch effort is the sock. But Well, remember, there was a similar story where someone was running down the aisle, and oh. I guess they were sick. Didn't make it. And they didn't make it. Well, this guy just decided to sit there and wipe everything on the seat. No, he didn't. Didn't wipe. Well, they it just... says here that not only did he go to the bathroom in his seat, but then he began smearing it all over the place. That's Is that a mental thing? No, I don't know. I don't know if it was intentional. I have no idea. I really don't want to know. How do you not intentionally smear poop on walls? Maybe, maybe they just kind of moving around. It was already back there and started moving around. You know, I don't know. I don't know either. Kind of itching her back and moving around and oh, God. Oh. it feels all squishy. I don't know what's going on. Looking for a flying experience <laughs> where you can do whatever you want? I sure am. Then come aboard Jet Poo Airlines where our passengers are free to be themselves, which includes going number two in their seat and smearing it all over the place. That's our promise. Jet Poo is great. For just a small upgrade fee, I got extra leg room and extra poo room so I could really stretch out and poo all over my seat and <laughs> smear it everywhere. <laughs> oh, what are you doing? Get my money's worth. And all of our planes have the lavatory doors permanently locked, so you'll have no choice but to do your business in your seat. Thanks, Jet Poo Airlines. Yeah, thanks a lot. Jet Poo Airlines. Go number two in your seat, then smear it all over the place. Book your flight today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Yeah. All right, the uh, the big story is the Hunter Biden thing. That's I, I don't know if it's the biggest story, it's the funniest story. I thought the reporter at the end was it made my day yesterday. So uh, Democrats got what they wanted here because Republicans don't get it. They don't get it. They don't know how to play the game. It's really sad because they've had as much time as the Democrats learn how to play the game. And still, they don't play the game. They're squeamish, weak. Fragile, squeamish. They're the kind. They're you know. Um, they easily squeam. What was that? What was that experiment? God, it's. I Which? remember it's from elementary school where, the, where the, the the animal keeps doing the same thing over and over again, even though it's detrimental to the animal because they're just dumb. What was it? I can't remember right now. But that's what it is. They don't learn from from their mistakes. Hunter Biden triggered Bedlam Wednesday, which is they, what they wanted at this hearing. It had nothing to do with having Hunter Biden there. It was them discussing whether they should, you know, uh, find Hunter Biden in contempt of court for defying two subpoenas. One of them you uh, heard on television. We did it live on the air here where Hunter Biden was supposed to be in a closed door meeting. Instead, what he did is he put a podium outside and, you know, bitched about all the stuff they got on him. And now it's not true and blah, blah, blah. And he was just making an honest living, you know, for his for his poor kid that he denied having for six months and then right? tried not to pay child support on that one. That, you know, the mother was a stripper that he obviously boinked. 
The boinking. Yeah, nice guy. So anyway, and he was also, you know, crack-addled at the time. But now he's all reformed. Mm. That's just a sideline. But anyway, he defied a subpoena, and there's laws. If you're finding contempt, you have to serve. You're going to end up in jail for a year. You may get that, you know, sidelined and maybe get like a fine or something. But so they, why, but, why but didn't the, anybody arrest him? Because they're Republicans. They do nothing. They always talk. Oh, so big. Oh, we're going to do this. Oh, we're going to. You know, how long has this Biden thing been going on? I mean, Joe, Joe Biden corruption thing. Give me a break, man. Why, they why? do nothing. You know why? Because they're getting money from the same trough that the Democrats are getting is, money is from. Is there a, a, a law, a legal thing that I'm not understanding? If you break the law, it shouldn't matter what Republicans want to do. The law has been broken. We have evidence of the law breaking. Don't the cops come in? Where's the prosecutor? No, it doesn't Isn't work. There Con- like a- Contempt doesn't work like that. I'm not a lawyer. If somebody's listening, that's a lawyer, which you probably don't want to admit you listen to this show if you're a lawyer. But hey, <laughs> you know, you can explain contempt to court for us. And if you ignore a subpoena, don't they still come and arrest you? Like it's a bench warrant, and they just come mm-hmm. grab you. I, I'm guessing normally they would, but in this case, the you know the uh, house had to decide whether they charge him with contempt, and they're still having to. I mean, it's just a, it, it's just. Ugh. So anyway, uh, yesterday they're having the hearing to vote on whether to find Hunter in contempt. And in the meeting, all of a sudden he burst in out of nowhere, wasn't invited. Hunter Biden shows up. There was a purpose to this. He had to come back to the White House to get that Coke that he left. That was one of them. He probably grabbed it on the way out. But there was a purpose to this, to make Republicans look like idiots. And they fell for it Mm -hmm. again. Here's Representative Nancy Mace of South Carolina falling for it. Um, First of all, my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Um, Second question, you are the epitome of white privilege. Coming into the Oversight Committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena to be deposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here and... Mr. Chairman, point of inquiry. Mr. Chairman, um... If the, the lady recognizes... If the gentle lady wants to hear from Hunter Biden, we can hear from him right now, Mr. Chairman. Let's take a vote and hear from Hunter Biden. What are you afraid of? Hold on, No, you see, it turned into total mayhem, and that's exactly what they wanted, so they could just go out and say, I guarantee all day today on TV, probably won't be paying attention to it because it's boring, but you'll hear them say, well, look, the Republicans are in disarray. They can't lead a country. Look at them. Imagine that. Imagine you could combine Trump with that. Then we're really in a lot of trouble. The the Democrats have done this thing where it's like a second layer to this. And they're like, well, look, you know, he showed up. He's here. Nobody wants to talk to him. Exactly. So they fell for the trap. Explain why he has to do it in private versus public, though. Because I feel like everybody thinks that because he's not doing it, why wouldn't you want him to do it publicly? We all want to see. But there's like a a reason you kind of have to do it privately. What, uh, so you get all the same story from because otherwise what? if you do them all in public then people will be like oh yeah that yeah they'll just right? go with whatever the story is that Hunter Biden spews so everybody's stories match up mm-hmm. no but and then moreover you give the, the media sound bites that they'll use just over and over again for months and and that's not good you want to be able to if you if you're honest about this you want to do it behind closed doors first and then you want to you know present your findings but Rep- Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene fell for it again she walked out there and had a Bloviate. Go ahead, bloviating. Where is he? What has everything froze up here? Go ahead. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Excuse me, Hunter. Apparently, you're afraid of my words. That's when he left, right? Yeah, he walked out. There he goes. Him and his scumbag attorney. I'd like to reclaim my time, Mr. Chairman. Wow, that's too bad. I think it's clear and obvious for everyone watching this hearing today that Hunter Biden is terrified of strong conservative Republican women because he can't even face my words as I was about to speak to him 
What a coward. You know, it's really sad that a, a dope like me on, on a little radio station in Orlando has to point this out to somebody who was in Congress who, I mean, think about it. It's a congresswoman. You're stupid. He got what he wanted and he left. Don't you get it? You don't get it. Face my words. He's not afraid of you. He's not a coward. You, 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 were, you both lost it. And it's exactly what they wanted. Now the sound is everywhere. And now today you're going to hear on CNN, well, these people can't lead anything. Listen, Nancy Mace lost her mind when Butter came in. Um, first of all, my first question. You have These people can't run a country. Now, what was really good about this whole thing was on the outside of the courtroom was waiting at a reporter. I don't know whose reporter it was. He's genius. He should be promoted. I don't know who he works for, but... He, he Give should that get man a, some money. When they have that show, that award show, the reporties, he should oh, get an award. Right. You know. Yeah, so Hunter Biden was walking down the hallway. This guy's chasing him, asking him, I, uh, what's going on here, man? Here it is. Hit it. Can you please, I'll answer your question if you be quiet and let me make a statement, okay? How crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? How much crack do you... What kind of crack do you normally smoke, Mr. Biden? And then he goes on. Let me start again. What's your favorite type That's of crack? My favorite part. He turns back. Are you on crack today? Are you on crack today? <laughs> you guys better stop. I'm going to tell my dad. And then I guess somebody who's afraid to speak usually spoke up. She felt empowered because she heard the other guy. She was like, oh, I got to ask one of these crack questions. All right, let me ask. Are you smoking with crack whores? <laughs> Dude. Oh, my God. It was awesome. Uh, Weigh your crack proper on a scale. Weigh your crack proper on a scale. Weigh your crack proper on a scale so you know how much it weighs. You guys better stop. I'm going to tell my dad. You're going to be in big trouble. He's such a scumbag. Such a dirt. Did you see the dirtbag lawyer from um, Hollywood? Who, he's the one who paid his tax debt off. What's his name? Kevin something? Uh, something? Kevin Morris. Morris. Yeah, it's, it's uh, they call him a sugar brother, and he was there with his lawyer Abby Lowell. These two people look like you ever see like what's that? Uh, be, what, what better gets what Saul? What was it? Better, oh, better Saul. call Saul. Better call Saul looks like the characters in that show. Oh, it's just greasy, poorly dressed, Ugh. greasy. Well, dude, look up, look the picture of um, Kevin Morris. Look for the picture yesterday in the court. You'll see what I mean. All right. Ready for some good news? Always. Oh, he does look greasy. Look at him. Yeah, he's a scumbag. Oh, greasy. When do you think he showered? I know, right? And look at the jacket that doesn't fit him. That has one button button, so the rest of the jacket flares no, out like is it's- that, like a burgundy plaid? <laughs> yeah. Buddy, you know there's TV cameras in there, right? <laughs> All right, oh. you ready? This is uh, this is gonna this is gonna make your day. Okay. China, confirmed now, is experimenting with a new deadly coronavirus. It's like coronavirus. It's 100% lethal to mice. Why are we experimenting with uh, Well, because viruses? it's the Chinese military. The Chinese military has made their own version of pangolin coronavirus. Oh, the pangolin one that we, they, they tried to shine us on was the actual coronavirus? Pangolin. And, and the pangolin's an ugly looking sort of... He looks like an armadillo, but instead of having like the... This it's just different scales almost. It looks like he's covered in macaroni and cheese, but it's a shell. A macaroni and cheese. It does cheese. look like okay. that. It looks um, like old, uh, like a fish scale armor almost. Right. But- so the pangolin animal can get coronavirus. So that is the version experts have used for this experiment called the GX 
underscore P2V. Oh, poor pangolin. Experts found that four mice given the virus all dramatically lost weight within five days and after being infected started to become sluggish and their eyes went white in just eight days that since they were given the virus, they all died. Oh, why? Why would you mess with that? Because it's the Chinese military. By a war. It was them. them. Why? Why would you do that? Like to kill America? What do you think they do it for? By a war. They're gonna want to kill everybody. Yeah, but but messes them up too. They don't want to nuke us. They want our land. They don't want to spread nuclear waste all over the place. They'd rather take us by killing us with a virus. It was then found that the virus had spread to the brain, eyes, and lungs of the mice. And as soon as it got to the brain, life was two more days, and that was it. So what do you, what what happens? How does it spread? Airborne? It's just, it's coronavirus. It's another dentist. Yeah, so droplets. And if that wasn't bad enough, the scientists warned that the virus could spill over into humans. Oh, there you go. Yeah, due to the propensity of coronaviruses to undergo adaptive mutations during passage culture, they cloned and analyzed mutations. This is what they're doing. So they take, this is, you know, Rand Paul talked about it all the time. Dr. Rand Paul, when he was talking to Fauci, he says, you're funding gain of function. Yep. That's They haven't learned their lesson because they have no lesson to learn. They know exactly what they're doing. That's speculation on my point. But if you have any common sense at all and you see this story, you know what's going on. So do you think COVID was like a dry run? Hey, let's do it with this. It'll kill people, but it won't kill everyone. I, I don't think they meant to have it yeah. come out as fast as it did. But now that that's out and we already know, quick hurry to the next one, hurry to the next one. Now, here in America, the largest magazine in America is the AARP magazine. Did you know that? That's I didn't know That's the largest one. Yep. AARP stands for the American Association of Retired Persons. That's right. And their monthly magazine reaches an estimated 38 million members every single month. Especially their sexiest senior of the year. That's right. Real and big. 37.9 million of them read the magazine and think everything in it is fact, when it's probably all bullcrap. And in this case, it is. So now, AARP's magazine is telling seniors, 38 million of them, to hustle over and get another COVID shot. Stop it. Even after five boosters and a total of eight shots. The suggestion comes just in time as scientists are now sounding a new alarm and warning people that the latest variant of COVID might lead to a global heart failure pandemic. Now, I'm not going to tell you what I think because I don't want to be accused of, he's just spreading conspiracy theories. I'm going to tell you the facts you decide what you think's going on here. Isn't it interesting? I'll ask some questions. Isn't it interesting that now scientists, I don't know who the scientists are, they never tell you, and who's paying them, are predicting a global heart failure pandemic. And how can you predict that? Isn't that amazing? Think about it. All right. I'm not going to say it. The team included researchers from Riken, Japan's largest scientific institute, pointed out the possibility of heart failure pandemics in the near future. And it's stressing the need for countermeasures, meaning that if all of a sudden you see people falling left and right due to heart failure, that's definitely not what you think it is and what I think it is. It's not. They're saying it's JN1, the new strain of COVID. So it's the strain, the virus that's giving people the yes. heart problems, not what they want you to take for the to, to prevent it. You're yeah. right. So this is the Epic Times. This suggestion came in the form of a Q&A in the December edition of the AARP Bulletin. And this was the question, quote, I'm up to five COVID boosters. Should I really be signing up for yet another shot now? With the answer to that question being this, quote, yes. 
If you didn't get a COVID vaccine this fall, you need to hustle and catch up. Meaning in very practical terms that even if you got the original two shots and then subsequently five booster shots, well, you still needed to hurry up and get that cool eighth mRNA shot into your arm as soon as possible. That's that would right. Be eight shots in the span of about three years. Okay, Why? you got that so far? Now, Speaking about the latest report from Reinken, the Japanese Institute. The Japanese Institute told a publication that, quote, some people infected with coronavirus may have persistent viral infections in their hearts. A testing system and treatment methods must be established in preparation for a heart failure pandemic in which we will see a rapid increase in the number of heart failure patients. Mm -hmm. Meaning, again, that if we start to see a global heart failure pandemic, well, this report just wants you to know that it's due to the latest strain of COVID and nothing else. Okay, you got that? You, you uh, got that. Now, this huh. is what they, you have to think that. You have to agree with that. It's it's just mandatory. Now, here's the dink. Ready for the big dink? You guys okay. ready? You want to you guess at the coincidence? Um, Everyone that got the boosters and the vaccines are the ones that have the heart problems. No, no, no. That that's that's uh, putting two uh, and two together. Uh, they don't Dr. do that. She's already invested in the vaccine. Uh, possibly, but here is the co- oh, we- Pfizer already has the new vaccine that for <gasps> the new virus. No, Jill, unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. Wow, I didn't think you're gonna get that, but congratulations. Thank now you. back to Epic Times. Here we go. Using that windfall of cash that Pfizer earned during the actual pandemic, well, they have recently acquired several companies, including a 6.7 billion dollar cash purchase of one company called Arena Pharmaceuticals, which develops, among many other things, treatments for heart inflammation, like myocarditis and pericarditis. Wow. And so, if there is indeed a sudden outbreak of a global heart failure pandemic, well, I'm very sure that Pfizer will be able to solve that issue for all of us. I'm not saying anything. I'm leaving it up to you. Now, here, let me just put a little cap on this so you, you, you can enjoy this. Okay, ready? In the UK, this isn't like, again, it's not a conspiracy theorist, it's not a, it's some little newspaper, it's not the Daily Joker or anything like that. This is the uh, Health Institute of Britain. Says that, wow, an extra 28,000 deaths or more, uh, that's 1,000 deaths a week or more, logged across the UK in the first six months of this year, according to the fresh analysis and the official figures from the UK. How are you logging deaths that haven't happened yet? Uh, mm. No, no, these are deaths that have happened. Oh, I thought you meant this year, like right now in January. No, no, no I meant... Last year? 23. Gotcha. Uh, extra 28,000 deaths in 23. The spike in mortality is especially stark among people ages 50 to 64, with 15% more dying than usual. Data from the Office for National Statistics shows that 353,047 fatalities were recorded between January and June of this year. This is 28,000 more, or 8.6% more than any previous year. Huh. Wow, I don't know. I don't how to put those two stories together. Just I don't know. Do some critical thinking. I know they don't want to teach that anymore because if you do critical thinking, you'll end up with answers like Jill just had. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to tell you because as soon as I say it, you know, like we had on that thread yesterday, oh, that Rick Stacy with his conspiracy theories. I didn't conspiracy theory anything here. I'm telling you the facts. You figure it out. Don't you see the danger, uh, John, inherent? Uh, in what you're doing here. Genetic power is the most awesome force the planet's ever seen, but you wield it like a, a kid that's found his dad's gun. You know, you just, I mean, it's really difficult sometimes when you just sit there and you see what's going on mm. and you're going, man, are people this stupid that they don't see what's coming here in a lot of in a lot of areas? Jill saw it. 
What is it? Jill's an idiot, and even she saw it. <laughs> what she meant. No, I'm an idiot. I am smart. I'm an idiot, and I see it. I'm no genius, really. I don't know what my IQ is. We're going to take the test pretty soon. I'm sure it's going to be embarrassing. Oh, man, I'll tell you what. Sometimes we take a sideways look at our politics. So here to give us a take, the former president of the United States. Good morning, Donald Trump. Good morning, Stacy, Jill, Smoke Crack. Good morning, Patriots. Mark my words, 2024 will be the year of the Sharpie. Believe me. Uh, well, it's good to have you back on the air with us, sir. Yes, and by the way, I'm starting the new year off on a clean slate. Clean slate. I have zero new indictments. Zero. Wow, congratulations. Anyway. Yes, thank you. Before we get started on a sad note for your family, we understand that your wife, Melania's mother, has passed away at the age of 78. Our condolences to you and your fa- well, thank family you. and the first thank lady. Thank you, Stacey. Amalia was her name, Amalia, and she was truly amazing and a great conversationalist. I mean, she would just talk and talk and talk. I had no idea what the hell she was saying with all that Transylvania and gibberish, but I would just keep nodding my head. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. sir, please. Come on. And she was a beautiful woman. Look, you know, for 78. And I'll tell you something. If she was 40, maybe 45 years younger and lost a little bit of a belly she had, I would have probably been dating her. Okay. Let's, let's begin the interview here. And let me get this straight. Did you actually say that the U.S. Civil War could have been negotiated if you had been president at the time of the Civil War? Are you kidding me? Of course it would have been negotiated. It would have been a negotiation beautifully, and it would have been if they would have just left it up to me, because everybody knows I'm perhaps the single greatest deal maker of all time. All time. Mm-hmm. I'm a master of conflict avoidance, and I could have prevented all the bloodshed. I mean, how do you think I've been able to avoid being killed by every woman I've ever had to kick to the curb? Nobody ever talks about that. Sir, we're talking about the Civil War, not your exes. Excuse me. I would have sat everybody down, the blues and the grays. I would have said, first of all, what the hell were you thinking with the gray and the blue uniforms? What are you guys, on a baseball team? Maybe try being a little sneaky. You know, nobody thought of maybe dressing up like a woman so they wouldn't kill you. Hello? Yeah, well. Moving on, sir. You shared an interesting video on your social media that uh, the other day basically saying that God ordained you to become president. Do you really believe that? You better believe I do. Uh. Look, I have a very strong personal relationship with God. And I get along very well with the entire God family, actually. I get along with the father, the son, Mary, and the stepfather, Joseph. All the archangels, too. Sir, sir. What? Look, I got to be honest. I think God chose me to become president because, frankly, God and I have a lot in common. Really? What do you and God have in common? Well, we're both known as very strong leaders. Uh We won't put up with any nonsense. And we both have one son who we're very, very proud of. Baron is my Jesus. He wow. really is. Uh-huh. Donnie and Eric, not so much. Finally, sir, <laughs> um, some incendiary claims have been made about you in the latest release of the Epstein documents, in which both you and former President Bill Clinton were named as John Doe's. Do you have any comment about any of that? I do, actually. It's just another hit job, Jill. Plain and simple. Oh, A total ho- hit ho- job. Hold on, Mr. Tr- you- hold on, Mr. We have uh, our other hotline blinking here. and it, it, Is it really him? It's none other than former President Bill Clinton, probably listening right now. Mr. Clinton, uh, good morning. What a surprise. Hey there. Good morning, guys. Uh, Donald, I don't want to take up much of your time here, but I I just wanted to say that despite all the rumors, I did not have sexual Sexual relations relations in the bathroom with more than one stewardess on that airplane that may or may not have been taking us to an island. Oh, boy. Oh, (laughs) boy. 
I don't know what the hell he's talking about, but I think I may be looking at indictment number 12 coming well, soon. All right. Well, thanks for calling former President Trump and, and Mr. President Clinton. Later, Stacy. I may be an imperfect vessel, Rick, but let me just say that I have remained faithful to my wife, Hillary, over the past 25 minutes. It's Rick, <laughs> Jill, and Smokestack. We'll take a one-minute break and then come back for the debate. Get your fix at 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. I am blown away. Yeah. It says here, uh, Patriots and Bill Belichick uh, part ways this morning. According to ESPN, rumors had swirled around Belichick's future all season as the Patriots finished 4-13. and 13. My God, we'll have the, the mighty fall, huh? No, no. 24 seasons. Holy cow. Belichick widely regarded as one of the best coaches of our time led the Patriots for 24 years oh man 386 to 266 overall record this year being the worst year ever 71 year old Belichick does not appear ready to retire but he is out he doesn't he never looked the guy never smiles he should smile a little bit well I'm glad you kind of brought that up because that is uh a great kind of intro into what I was going to talk about from NFL to college football. I don't know if you follow college football a whole lot. Do. Alabama, one of the biggest teams, Nick Saban, who is a legendary oh, yeah. coach, 72 years old. He just wrapped up his 17th season as head coach of the Crimson Tide. If you know anything about Alabama, he is now retiring. Oh, wow. Shouldn't we mention the UCF thing from last night? I mean, I don't know a lot about it, but I know Who that... Who did they beat out? Ken- uh, Kansas? Kansas? I don't know. I don't some, really follow some... basketball. I know I, I probably either. should, but... But it was a lot of screaming on TV this morning. I well, was like, because whoever... They... Look, look up and see who they beat. Was it Kansas? I don't know. It's my alma mater. I should know that, right? Well, the reason is, is because they thought that... Um, they thought that the, the team that they beat was going to go all the way to the number one. So UCF, obviously, by beating them, knocked them out. And that was a big... That was kind of a big deal. I don't know. After this whole, like, the recent thing where Florida, like, had an impeccable record and they still sent Alabama. Yep. How can you even look at sports and be like, no, look, real competition. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a dollar figure, man. It's all that everybody likes to act like it's who wins and who loses. It's who gets the biggest check at the end of the day. Yeah, UCF uh, beat uh, Kansas, Kansas 65 to 60. Wow. That whole Florida Alabama thing had me hot, man. You can't, you have a perfect record. Yep. And you still, no, sorry, not good enough. It's like you can't do any better. It's all about money. They thought they'd get more money from yeah, Alabama exactly. playing. Just... And then Alabama lost, so that was not good. Um, hey, here's the thing there's a debate about. Tackle football for kids. Did you play football when you were younger, Rick? No. Okay. My, my kids did both. Yeah. So my brother played at a young age, all the way up until high school, mm-hmm. and then they wanted him to shave his head, and he said no, and he left. But um, <laughs> it, yes, he had. My brother had long hair. Now in football, you see all the NFL players with their long oh, hair hanging God, out the back yeah. of their helmet. You know. I'm um, surprised there isn't a penalty call herring where they grab you by the hair and twist right? you around. Well, there's a debate now in California with the legislator that would ban youth tackle football for children under the age of 12. Oh, what, God. What, you need to tell the kids what sports they can play? Why don't we pussify the entire nation? Well, I think they want to do football, but no tackle. What, are you going to play flag football up well, until it, 12? What's well, that going to do? Here's the thing. It's not like it, it, it's mandatory. That state is just, God, it's just destroying. It's, uh, and who's going around with forces? Hey, those kids are playing no, tackle no, football. No, no, they, they won't allow it, dude. It'll be, it'll absolutely be a law, and they won't allow it. Pee-wee football. We see children playing football. No, not that kind. Pee-wee football is what they're talking about. Well, uh, well this is up then. until 12, so I mean, even in middle school or any of that. Yeah. Why, why are you restricting children playing a game? Because they might get hurt. Well, I got news for you. You get hurt doing anything in life. 
Yeah, I told you that story about the guy that slipped getting out of the shower and impaled himself on his toilet brush. <laughs> what, with the banned showers? Got to get through something about that. These are children, and you know, in California, they really care about children. You know, Do with they? The gender, <laughs> Not enough to let them have fun. With all the journeying, gender-affirming care. And well, the, that's what I don't get. You're, you're a 13-year-old girl, and you can make a decision to go get a hysterectomy that's life-changing, not even thinking about that you might change your mind when you're in your 20s. But, but, how dare you play tackle football under yeah. the age of 12? Yeah, that might be bad for you. You can wank, whack your dinkleberries straight off with this knife here, and we can do that for you and not tell your parents. We can give you drugs that are irreversible, right? And we'll do all that. But now tackle football. Play football. That's that's male stuff. That's toxic masculinity. Don't you know that, Timmy? Okay. When are we going to get to the point where so many of these stupid things get pushed through that we all stop going? Well, you know what? I don't care. When do we all stop caring what these... A lot of these laws and these rules and regulations require your participation. No, but they require the participation of the organizations that do put on the football game. So you can't do anything about that. This isn't about what, kids are you going to go arrest all the little kids playing football? You're going to arrest no, all dude, the coaches? They, they'll, if, yeah, they'll do something. I'm sure if you're an organization that continues to play tackle football when it's against the law, yeah, you'll, you'll be arrested. It's crazy. On what charge? Ill- illegal sporting event. <laughs> Probably. Uh, what's the most scandalous thing you've ever seen happen at work? Oh, God. Seriously, Ooh. I'm yeah, in radio. You, I know you've been in, in the business for 40-something years. Oh, so many things. So I know back in the 80s or the 70s, 80s, that's when a lot of stuff was allowed to happen. I'm not necessarily talking about on the air, but that was when a lot of stuff was allowed to happen and nobody even really cared. People looked at, like, we have all these rules and laws and things we got to test, we got to take and all kinds of stuff you can't do now. But what was, just pick, give me one. Um, Give you one? Okay. Your transition here. We, uh, this was back, this was back at Y100 in uh, Miami when I was a program director there and I was Mm -hmm. doing afternoons. Um, The uh, morning guy, which is a team of five people, and the afternoon guy, one guy, so there was seven of them, I knew they were all drunk and stoned, but I had just gotten the job. It was my first or second day on the job. Yeah. Yeah. And if you know uh, the station, it's it's an off I-95. It's an elevated building. Everybody goes through Miami knows the building. Okay. It's on the right. It says Y100 uh-huh. and all that stuff, top 40. So uh, it's elevated. It's on stilts. And underneath yeah. is parking. Well, we just got a quarter. This is back in 1987. We just got a quarter of a million dollar mobile broadcast van. Okay. Whoa. That's a lot back then. So this thing was loaded. I mean, with everything you could imagine. On the top of it were two air conditioning units. You know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Ever seen an RV with the big yeah. air conditioning yeah. units? Uh-huh. So these guys go, let's test drive the van, man. And before I could even say anything, they were out the door. And <gasps> I just got in there. I was, I was actually just putting crap in my office. Oh, wow. And I don't know anybody, so they all go out. I see the van parked in front of the building. They took it out. Ten minutes later, I hear, and my office building is in the center of the building. I hear, I thought it was an earthquake, but oh, I was no. in Miami, so it was like unlikely. I heard, boom, boom, and the whole building shook. The entire building went, and, and everybody's screaming in the building, ah, what's going on? It was that kind of an impact. So the drunk disc jockeys drove the brand new quarter of a million dollar mobile studio (gasps) under the building and shaved the entire roof off air conditioning and all oh my god and then the secondary boom was the roof with the air conditioners falling from the top of the van onto Onto the the parking lot all i see i'm in my office and all i see is dust like in a cartoon i see the dust rising oh no my window i didn't know what's going on there was an attack 
I thought somebody got shot or an explosion. Oh, my God. So I didn't know what was going on. So I'm rushing downstairs. And there they are. They can't even stand there because they were smoking so much weed. And back then, it was skunk weed. So it wasn't just mellow stone. It was like, can't walk stone. Jeez. They all get out of the van. And the general manager comes downstairs. And he's like, you're fired. And, no, <laughs> because it's the 80s. And, oh. you know, and they're making so much money. So he's like, oh, God. Thank God we have insurance. And he walked back into the building. Are you kidding me? And I'm me? like, I'm sitting there stunned. And now, now I'm their boss. I'm like, I can't, what am I going to say? You're fired. Qu- quarter of a million dollar brand new vehicle. It was gorgeous. Well, that's, you're, you're, you're fired. That's pretty bad, but some of these are pretty awful. Here are some of the most scandalous things that people have ever seen happen at work. Uh, someone's boss allegedly mixed her own pee in the water cooler and oh, then sat there and watched her employees drink it. Oh, my oh, God. That's worse oh. than the van. Oh. oh, no. The pee? So did she, like, pee in the... She took, takes the jug off. Yeah. And then pees into the big jug. I'm sure she had it in the container and poured it into the... Yeah. Yeah, but you still got to take the jug off Seems for those water cooler. Lean, leaned it to the side and poured it in. Oh, so she's... Why? Does it give a reason why she's... It doesn't say. Peeing in the... Here's another one. Gets her excited. A doctor and a nurse were having a secret affair and nobody knew until he got mauled by a bear on a rafting trip. She was on the rafting trip with him and saved his life. So when it came out that he was on this rafting trip, they're like, what's she doing there with you? They were having an affair. Oh, did the wife say, I'm going to kill you now and she's not going to save you? So here's something that's always a red flag. A woman brought her daughter to work one day. A day later, a coworker came up to her and said, you can't bring your daughter to work here anymore. I'm not allowed to be around children. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, let's see. That one's boring. Let's go to another one. Uh, that's is this similar to what we were talking about with the airlines. Someone at a call center used the bathroom, smeared it all over the walls. Oh. So an employee finally fessed up. A movie theater manager got busted for undercharging people who paid cash. He charged them the children's rate and then pocketed the rest. Nice. She'd been doing it for years. She stole tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. Nice. A manager at a landscaping company was sleeping with the owner's wife. (gasps) Oh, my God. He talked dirty with her on his speakerphone, and his two-way radio was keyed, so everybody at the company knew it. Hey, baby. What do you want me to do with my leaf blower? Unbelievable. And finally, this whole Aaron Rodgers, Pat McAfee thing needs to be put to bed, but guess what? They kicked him off the Pat McAfee show for the rest of the season. Get out of here, really? He was supposed to be on there through the playoffs which start Saturday and he kicked him off and he's not going to be on the him pat, off? pat the pat ESPN because it's the I guess Wait, ESPN. Pat Mahomes has his own show no, Pat and, McAfee and, and McAfee just stood by didn't do anything didn't defend him at all or nothing Pat McAfee you have to remember as soon as this happened was the first one that came out and said he was sorry because that ESPN, was a forced that, that was a forced apology and, and even though Aaron Rodgers didn't apologize he did come out and explain that's not what I meant. If that's how Kimmel took it, then okay, guilty as charged if that's how you're going to take it. But what Aaron Rodgers meant by saying nobody wants this Epstein list to come out, including Jimmy Kimmel, is because at the beginning, when Aaron Rodgers mentioned that there was a list years ago, 
Kimmel was like, that's just another one of Roger's conspiracy theories. There's no list with celebrity names on it. Mm. So what Aaron was saying is, if a list comes out, I will have been, I'll have proved Jimmy Kimmel wrong. Not that he's on the list, but that's how Jimmy took it. So then everybody blew up and said, oh, Aaron Rodgers accused Jimmy Kimmel of being a pedophile and being on Epstein's Island. So then there was, remember Jimmy threatened to sue Aaron. Pat McAfee came out and was like, we're so sorry. Aaron didn't mean to call Jimmy Kimmel a pedophile. Oh, and Aaron's like, God. hold up. I never called Kimmel a pedophile. You guys just took that. As so part really, of the narrative. They should both apologize to him. Kimmel and, and McAfee should apologize to Rogers. Yeah, so they, they booted Aaron Rogers off of the Well, McAfee, what a show. disappointment. What a what another puss cake. You know, when ESPN's turned what a He was the first one to remember he came out the day after it happened. He's like, We're really sorry about what Aaron Rogers said. Aaron's like, I'm not. That's not what I meant. That's how y'all took it. Dude, you should have stood up for the guy. Come on, man. I know. Gee, what is going on? We're the real men. People are terrible. Uh, the Sopranos, which we love, and my husband, I heard him on his phone the other day. He was sitting there. I was watching something on the television, and I see him on his phone, and I, I can hear just the dialogue, and I'm like, you're watching The Sopranos, aren't you? He's like, how can you tell? I'm like, I can spot Sopranos dialogue anywhere. What do you mean? You could The way they the way they speak to each other, and I know the- Oh, he, he was doing Sopranos? He was watching it on his phone, and I wasn't even looking oh, at it, and oh, I was oh. like, you're watching The Sopranos, aren't you? Oh, oh, oh I see. Okay. You give me that? Huh? Keep my eyes. You were like a brother to me. To all of us. Oh, you were like butter to me. <laughs> the, he said you were like a brother to I me. I know, I know. I uh, watched it. It's a brother. So The Sopranos turns 25. You want to feel old? Are you kidding me? I know. HBO is launching uh, a 25-second TikTok episode recap, what they're doing, um, and it's going to have some never- seen before footage, some deleted Ooh. footage. So if you've watched The Sopranos a thousand times like we have, um, and you get to go see this kind of relaunch due to the 25th anniversary, then you're going to have some things in there that you might not have seen before. Oh, it's Tony Soprano. And The Sopranos is turning 25 years old, which means it's time for The Sopranos 25th anniversary blowout sale. Everything must go over here. Flat screen TVs, it fell off a truck. Cigarettes, it fell off a truck. Want a Blu-ray player? They fell off a truck, and that price don't Move. I got a new car with the VIN number scratched off at the Sopranos 25th anniversary blowout sale. <laughs> yeah, you did. But be careful. It ain't got no airbag. That's been pulled out and sold. Hey, what's this red stuff coming out of the trunk? And what's that smell? Ooh, keep your voice down. Are you a rat, huh? You looking for the fence, huh? No, sir. The Sopranos 25th anniversary blowout sale. Going on now. Stop by today or you'll be sleeping with the fishes. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Kill <laughs> and smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. Oh, <sighs> oh boy. All right, in Canada, a little something backfired here. So Christine Lee Gilchrist is um, is a hooker. Okay. Yeah, she's been offering discounts to Canadian military men, enlisted men. And uh, it backfired on the armed forces. They were trying to prevent that from occurring. Why don't you come bury your face in these? No, no, please. She's got a preference. But since they brought it up, word got around, and the military men are like, huh, hmm. what you selling, baby? That's right. So the fighting men were curious about the goods she was giving up, and they asked for pictures and where they could see her you know, portfolio. Her and, portfolio. <laughs> and uh, what kind of discounts she was offering military men, because that was her latest ad campaign. Campaign. She was offering discount for those in the service by servicing the servicemen. Service. <laughs> <laughs> she became more popular. Yeah, it's doing her patriotic duty, you know. You know, it's just like giving pro- back. Little prohibition in the sex world, and there you go. All right, on Reddit. I hate Reddit. Jill loves Reddit. 
I only like it because it's got some crazy ass stuff up there. Yeah. Stuff that I couldn't make up. You look at it and you're like, oh, I'm totally talking about this tomorrow. This is nuts. All right. Um, this is a guy that writes Reddit. His name is Clint. He says, I've officially experienced my first foray into the world of female cattiness. Okay. Oh, it's wild in there. Over the weekend, my wife and I had some friends over, and I overheard the ladies talking amongst themselves about vacation wishes, where they'd like to go on vacation. Sure. My wife's friends started talking about wanting to go to Iceland, and my wife sounded so excited, amazed, and astonished that, that she decided she wanted to go there. So I took the cue and booked us a trip next month to see the Northern Lights. That's awesome. My wife was floored and thought I had a big win until she told her friend, now, her friend is not talking to her anymore and accusing her of stealing her vacation. I wanted to go what? to Iceland. And I was supposed to go first, and just because you booked it, what do you, own Iceland? Get over it. Dude, you know what the the other, like, the lady's friend, her husband is just getting an earful right now. You know what you needed, Bob, are going to Iceland. I was supposed to go first. Now she's going to post all the pictures of the internet. I'm not going to look cute. God, yeah, yeah, that's that's it, isn't it? I had my Uggs all picked out, my best scarves. Girls are ridiculous. Wow. I was going to go here. If I posted on TikTok, I would have gotten the views. I I know a couple. Oh, God. And I grew up with them. I haven't spoken to them in some time, but when I didn't live here and I, our parents were friends and they had a daughter my age and we were kind of friends. Her older brother got married, had a bunch of kids, right? So I guess when they were having, they have a lot of kids. So when they were having, I think it was the sixth child, the, the woman was pregnant and they've had a, an assortment of boys and girls. The brother and his wife also got pregnant and I think they lost the baby. So to help them feel better about losing the baby, they got a dog. They named the dog Rose. The brother and his wife that were still pregnant, the wife threw a fit Uh-oh. because she wanted to name the baby Rose. Right. And they wouldn't speak to each other for months because they named their dog Rose and they were like, but that was what the baby's name was supposed to be. And now you have this cute little French bulldog and her name is Rose and everyone's going to be looking at your dog instead of my baby. Well, she finds out that there's other people named Rose. I know. Right. The Titanic. Oh, God. You know, I don't I don't get that. What is that like? It's my trip. No. You know, other people have been going there. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> is that the only one? Once in a while, there's a plane full of people that land there. No, there isn't. But you know that there are some people, and I'm not saying this is this situation, though. Because I have also been friends with people like this. No matter what you do, they'll copy what you do. Oh, yeah. You'll have a certain kind of style, and they're like, you look so cute. And then they go out and they do it, and you're like, that's fine. Look, It can look cute on you. People, they make more than one of these shirts, so people buy multiple yeah. of them. You can buy it, too. That's okay. But then you're in college, and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that boy's cute. Next thing you know, they're over in the corner making out with them, and you're like, okay. And then you learn really quickly what to keep to yourself and what not to keep to yourself because yeah. you know specific people and what they're going to do. No, that, that's, that's always the way. Girls date some nerdy guy, and then as soon as some other girl's like, oh my God, he's cute. It's like, no, no, he's mine now. <laughs> it's like, no, before you didn't care, but now that somebody else wants him, now it's yours. <laughs> Your species. I know. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's we're weird. the worst. And you guys fight real bad too. Like boys, we just go punch each other and then we're drinking beer later. Girls are ruthless and they will go for the jugular. Yeah. They'll be like, well, I called DCF on her. We'll find out about that next week. It's like, no, they'll be wow. like, and by the way, you've gotten fat and your husband thinks you're ugly. My husband, he told my husband. So get ready for some divorce papers, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I slept with her high school crush. It's like, okay. Girls are a holes. Oh, 100%. It's just like the meanest way to twist the knife. I'm like, you and they're worse. They're worse in when they're younger. Like oh. m- middle school girls. 
That movie Mean Girls was just eye-opening for me. I was like, this is how you guys really are. And it's dead on balls accurate. <laughs> you I can't can guarantee us. it. No, Elliot, because uh, people ask Elliot, the family members and stuff over the holidays, so Elliot, do you got a girlfriend? He's like, have you met any of the girls in my school? They're awful. <laughs> He's They're like, awful? They're awful. He's like, I want no part of it. I was like, why? What's the matter? He's like, all they do is TikTok dances and talk about how many carbs they had that day. I'm not going near that. <laughs> the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like his jokes. They're jokes, right? Stream it. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with a world gone crazy. Because the resident safety is paramount. And I think with more and more increased trains, you know, once these investigations are done and, and we see the, all the other incidents, I mean, this is definitely not, not good. So we want to definitely make, let everybody know, you know, practice safety. One person is dead and three people are injured after a Honda Element. It's not really a car. It's just an element. Uh, crashed into a Brightline train on Melbourne Wednesday. We don't know if the uh, guy was trying to make it through the gates or what, but uh, child was among the injured people currently being treated at the hospital. The driver didn't make it. Melbourne Police Department said they're working on the active scene to see what the problem was. And I, I believe they had some video, but mm-hmm. it's really hard to see because it's from like a building that's kitty corner to the where the thing is so it's like right in the corner of the video mm-hmm. but you can see somebody almost like they tried to speed through and beat the train and didn't you have kids and your wife in the car and you're trying to beat a train wow but i think there might have been another car involved but they're still investigating the whole thing to figure out what's happening god that's insane isn't it dude i don't i don't get that it's like you might as well wait Trains uh, yeah, not but something you, you can stop within like a mile, depending on how fast it's going or or how big it is. You got ahead by three minutes. Woo! Definitely worth the uh, life risking move. All right. So, um, did we get a hate mail? I don't have the jingle. Sorry, we Rick Stacy's hate mail. No, you don't. Why not? Oh, come on. You really want to wait for me to get this? Well, you know, this is a nice radio show. It's not, I know it's low budget, but I still like to keep it tidy around here. Uh, I don't think I have... uh... No standards. If it wasn't for people writing in to complain without fail, we wouldn't have Rick Stacy's hate mail. All right. Uh, The Rick Stacy Show is far right crap. Oh, okay. I would love to hear this. Anyone with any kind of research skills can dispute it. It's hate speech at its finest, and I've stopped listening months ago. All right. Then why, uh, first of all, why are you sending us a message this morning if you stopped listening months ago? Did you have a month to think about what you're going to say? Look, I'll I'll say this again. You want to debate me? You're welcome. I'll bring you on the show. You can do whatever you want. Or how about this? This is a novel idea. How about you be specific about what you disagree with? We can have a conversation. Hey, you may prove me wrong. I'm open to that. I'm okay with it. My ego doesn't get in the way of this. So uh, bring up a specific. Send it to us. Don't just go out there like a coward and post some crap that's generic. Uh, it's hate. It's hate. You know what's funny about Democrats and liberals and all this stuff? Racism, that word, doesn't work anymore. It's lost its potency because it's used for everything. Now we got a teach, uh, doctor that said that if, you, if you're if uh, you embarrassed to be fat, that's a product of pe- people being healthists against you. It's wow. healthism. We've gone nuts. But the thing is, now the new way to do it is to say anything that you disagree with is hate. Yeah, everybody writes in, you know, it's far right. So if we were doing far left stuff, is that what you're after, buddy? Is that what Just we should be doing? Just because we're not on his team. Oh. You, but, you, guys, you guys play for another team. Fun fact, we don't play for either team. Correct. I had to correct somebody the other day because they said, when did they become Republicans? Yeah, why is Nobody on this show is a Republican. We're all independents. It's the last I checked. Yep. 
It's just because we're exposing information that you're not seeing on the regular stations like ABC and NBC and CBS. You don't hear it often, so it might appear to be a little more conservative than no, what it, you're used to seeing? It is conservative because a lot, the, the, the problem, it's a very simple problem, but it's hard for people to digest because there's so much of it. The major media, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, CNN, are all left-leaning, far left-leaning in cases. I mean, they lie by omission. Sometimes they fabricate stories. It's, I mean, right now they're completely lost their minds with Trump. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, I've played your stuff, but it's all factual. It's all stuff that I play for you that I actually got from CNN or I mm-hmm. got from MSNBC. You know, this is this is just like um, TikTok and Twitter. Remember that? What, libs, what's it called? Libs, libs of, of TikTok. TikTok. Libs of TikTok. So this woman got a Twitter account and she took stuff that was posted on TikTok mm-hmm. and just moved it over. And twi- highlighted it as this is what liberals are posting on TikTok. On TikTok, yeah. but didn't say anything, didn't comment about it, and just played it. That's All what I do. Too. <laughs> That's what I do. To major part of what we do here uh-huh. is that. But because it's being exposed, the craziness. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden, oh, it's a far right wing. You're full of crap, conspiracy, Joe. You're hateful. But I also think that if they they think if they label it with the word hate, mm-hmm. that it'll get canceled. And see, that's how certain sides of the aisle fight. They think, and and the part where it gets dangerous is you don't have to agree with what somebody else says, but when you think they shouldn't be able to say it just because you don't like it, that's where the problem happens. Yeah. But but seriously, uh, if he's listening, because I'm sure he is, even though he hasn't listened in months and all of a sudden out of nowhere, <laughs> post that this morning, uh, you're welcome to call me. I'll put you on the air. You want to have a discussion? You can email me. You can, you know, write there and make a comment that you want me to debate you. I'll debate you anywhere. Well, the last time we had a hate mail was from a female and she said the same thing. And uh, I had, she emailed me. So I emailed her back and said, can you give specifics? And can you guess the answer I got? I'm not going to waste my time with you, you hateful people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. that's Because they don't have one. It's just a general blanket statement. If you're going to, you know, talk the talk, walk the walk. If you're going to sling the poop, bring a Hey, we have a lot of people that email us time to time, and they're nice about it. They'll go, hey, uh, that story that you said, you got that wrong. It was this instead of this. And we'll correct ourselves. I'll be like, hey, yeah. look it up. Oh, he's right. We were wrong. And we get up and we correct it. But they're not, hey, jerks, you idiots. <laughs> it's this. And it's like, okay. That's like being home. <laughs> <laughs> More Americans this year. This is, oh, By the way, let me just preface this by saying, so, so this guy's listening. This is from the Gallup poll. Maybe you've heard of them. I don't know. He sources stuff that doesn't exist. He makes it up. More Americans than in the last two decades are turning conservative, and especially young men. But not the, us. Just relax. Which is the hardest? <laughs> which is the hardest demo to change their mind when they're young, especially right? They're conservative and becoming more so on social issues than in the last twenty years. At the same time, the percentage saying their social views are very liberal or liberal has dipped 29% from 34% in each of the past two decades, while the portion identifying as moderate, 31%, remains in third. The last time this many Americans said they were socially conservative was 2012, during the same period when consistently more U.S. adults identified as conservative rather than liberal on social issues. And people are all different. Some people are liberal on social issues, conservative about money, and vice versa. Everybody's different. But it's everybody, not a one-size-fits-all. Yeah, politics are so nuanced. You can't just go one team, two team, and then what if you're on this team, but you believe all the things that this team is about. 
And that's not necessarily true. And people will vote for what's most important to them, right? So if they go, hey, I'm on this is what's most important to me, I wouldn't necessarily define myself as a conservative, but this specific issue I'm going to vote on because this is, and then, and same with the opposite. There might be some liberals that don't, or Democrats, I should say, that don't really consider themselves 100% liberal, but there might be an issue on that side that's really important to them, and that's why they vote that way. I get Democrats I hang around with. I have no problem at all with them. And as a, most of them agree with, with uh, what's his face, uh, Bill Maher, mm-hmm. who I don't agree with 80% of the time. But Bill Maher lately has been saying what he believes, and I respect him for that. And a lot of it's conservative. I have a lot of Democrat friends. Yeah. You know, but but they have some liberal, liberal views on something, and then on some stuff, no. So, I mean, and this is interesting because I was watching something. Jordan Peterson, he's coming to town, by the way. Really? Jordan Peterson is, is probably one How of How many protests do you think are going to be? I don't think there's going to be much. I think the people that would protest don't understand what he's saying because yeah. they don't have that level of intellect. But Jordan Peterson's podcast had the former KGB spy Jack Barsky on. He was a sleeper agent in the U.S. from 78 to 88. So he knows something about studying American culture. Mm. And he was talking about this very thing because in the Gallup poll, it talks about why 18 to 24 year old men are becoming more conservative is because they feel like they're not being told the truth by the liberal media. Uh. And they take, you know, they take some of that fury out on the media by, you know, looking into it. This is really a good thing. And uh, changing their views on certain things that tend to be conservative. Not because the label's there, but because they agree with whatever it is they're talking about, the subject matter. Right. So Jordan Peterson has this guy on. He had some very interesting advice for people, young men and women in this country. Listen to this. Well, if, uh, if I would say if you re- respect yourself... You don't want to be a fool, do you? I'm talking to a young person now. You don't want to be a fool. So you are being fooled all the time, I tell you that. You need to go check out the truth and not just take it in as it's being presented to you the same way I took it in. Uh, but the difference is we didn't have a marketplace of opportunities. There, There is a marketplace of opportunities. You can find out the undeniable truth you're being lied to all the time. That makes you a puppet. And it, that, that takes your, the individual, individuality out of you, who you are. Yeah, you're a puppet. You become part of the category that they placed you in, and you tend to uh, you know, lash out like this guy. He probably doesn't even know what he's mad at. Mm-hmm. You want the puppet on the right or the puppet on the left? <laughs> so, um, this is going to be considered far right. But you know what? New York, Brooklyn specifically, full of liberals. Remember, New York is 95% liberal. Really? It's a blue state and it's a blue city, New York City. Highly blue. But they're getting, uh, you know, they're getting a little uh, karma, I would call it. You know, Governor Abbott in Texas has been sending some of the migrants that he gets. By the way, they've spent, I don't know, the amount was ridiculous. Over $100 million what? Texas has spent in shipping migrants by bus between the housing, the feeding, and the transportation to places like Chicago and New York. Oh. And and it's a, it's a bit of their own medicine because these are sanctuary cities who always said, you heard Governor Hotchell, I don't know oh, if you can yeah, find yeah, that real yeah, quick, oh. about how well, they're welcome here, they're welcome here. And then they show up and she's like, they got to get out. But that's the hypocrisy we live under right now. And that's why it sounds like, oh, he's a Republican. No, I'm telling you the truth. 
Now they're all bitching, Mayor Adams and Mayor Johnson in Chicago, how we can't handle these people. Okay, they only have about 100,000 in New York, 150. And in Chicago, I think it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 40,000. Texas has had, think about this, if you had Texas, Arizona, Southern California, and the other states that are out in the Gulf, there's been 9 million illegals that have crossed that border. And a lot of them stay there. If you go to El Paso, the streets are covered with illegals. So our message to the world is, send us your people, send us those who need the uh, the cloak of comfort that we can demonstrate as New Yorkers with big hearts and open arms, and we'll provide a safe haven. And then, when they started coming, do you have the rest of them? I don't have the other Ah. Uh, Either way, she's like, we can't do this. People got to get out. They got to. She said they actually. She didn't even pad it at all. She said they got to go. They have to go. You know, it's funny. It, you want all the things, and then when it happens in your town and on your doorstep, well, I don't want this anymore. Mm. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect example. Now in Brooklyn, in Brooklyn, there's a school there, and uh, students, you know, school. They just got the over the. School. They just got over the pandemic. All these kids are finally getting back into the uh, routine. They're in school, and all of a sudden, Mayor Adams, who's very frustrated was worried that the migrants that he is, you know, bringing into the city or, you know, taking in from Texas are made get rained on. So as temperatures drop in New York City, Chicago, Denver and other impacted cities, we are calling for the federal de- declaration of emergency. OK, first of all, he Financial said support. He said, stop national- it, stop it. He said impacted cities. See, the, the, the words are important mm. here because they're not impacted cities. They're cities who invited this to happen. Right. They're sanctuary cities. The purpose of making themselves sanctuary cities was to invite people who cross the border illegally in for them to have sanctuary, safe space yeah. for them to exist in no. and not get arrested by ICE. So I just wanted to correct that from Mayor Adams. Financial support and a national resettlement strategy. Today, the Democratic mayors of New York, Chicago, and Denver held a virtual meeting to discuss how they're trying to handle the influx of thousands of migrants. A spokesperson for the mayor's office calling it inhumane and saying Texas Governor Greg Abbott is treating humans like political pawns. Okay. Oh, so it's Governor Abbott's fault because he's taken them to the cities that you guys say you're, you know, please come to us. And more so, think about this, the reason they're being allowed to cross the border illegally on purpose, and I challenge anybody that's like, that's not true, that's a right-wing talking point. Okay, just whatever, call me, email me, write me, whatever. They're letting them in on purpose because they want to use them as political pawns that now they have nine million of them here, a good portion of them they can convince, if not through threat, but by intimidation to vote Democrat. It's a way to stay in power in perpetuity. That's what it's all about. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Oh, well, people need to look at the fact that, you know, you have a city that's like, no, oh, no, we please, we're a sanctuary city. Send your people in. And then all they want to do is get rid of them. Does that tell you that maybe they didn't actually care about no. getting those people there and they just want to appear to care more than the other side? And by the way, the Biden administration, this doesn't get in the news, still continues to fly, do the same thing Greg Abbott is doing, only more so on airplanes all over the country to small towns dropping off illegal immigrants on planes, spreading them all over the nation. But that doesn't get in the news. So anyway, this school, this high school, every student had to go home. 
Mayor Adams ordered them to take the kids out of the school, the American students, and go home, do homeschooling, because we have to put these 2,000 migrants in the school. These illegals have to go there because it might rain on them. And guess what? Liberal people in that Brooklyn city, not taking it. And then, of course, uh, one other liberal goes, why are you yelling? This is good. They're migrants and you kicked your kids out. It's- I have a right to. That's why. That's why. Because I'm an agitated mother. That's why. And an artist and patriot, Scott Lebedo, you know this guy. Who's yeah, he? he's the gray-haired guy with the glasses that yells all the time. And he's got some great artwork, and he's been involved in so much. He's a big activist. Um, had a message for everybody yesterday in Brooklyn. I don't know how many years I've been telling you folks in this city to stop voting Democrat. But you keep voting consistently for the same Democratic that promise you everything but give you zero, nothing. They give you the shit end of the stick, but you consistently vote for these people. There are a million examples, but I'm gonna give you one. Yesterday, Madison High School in Brooklyn, you see what the city did? They kicked out your students. Your children, your American children, out of that public school. For what? To replace them with illegal aliens. Illegal aliens who should not be in this city. We are a nation of immigrants. We have a system, a legal system. You come that way, we welcome you. Then you partake in American society with a little help. But that's not what's happening, as every one of you knuckleheads know. (laughs) See, the thing is, is that you parents, many of you in that school, Madison High School, who have kids there, you voted for Joe Biden. You voted for Governor Hochul. And you voted for this piece of shit, Mayor Adams. So I say to you, good. you. I'm glad this is happening to you. Because you made this soup. Now you gotta suck this shit up. Woof. When are you going to f- learn? <laughs> He's a little rough, you think? <laughs> Do not come. Do not come. Uh-huh. I'm going to come. <laughs> Jeez. All right, so uh, the Boeing CEO finally stepped out and talked about the 737 MAX 9s that the door just flew off. And We here at Boeing always pledge to use a better door plugs. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Did you hear what? Did you hear that the uh, the Alaska Airlines, they, the NTSB, finally discovered that there weren't any bolts holding the door? They were, <gasps> they were just missing. Oh, what? Yeah, they were just gone. I'll just set it on there. But I don't know. I mean, there's been so many things in the last few days. You can't keep track of all of them. But United Airlines found that some bolts were missing some were loose uh Jeez. yeah no and it's and, and it's a plug door so it's 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 where a door was going to be but instead they use this panel that looks like a door they put it in there and they right. cover over and there's a window so it looks like just a regular window nobody'll know but they but if you look on the outside of the plane you can see it it looks partially like a door and of course it's got a window so nobody'll know yeah so apparently there was some mistakes there made and the CEO of Boeing got out there yesterday and started weeping what do you say know what happened whoever was supposed to be in the seat next to that hole in the airplane. He's choking up. You see, I don't know. I mean... I don't. I have a problem with what happened to men. Oh, men can't cry. No, that's not what I mean. This is the CEO. You need to come out there and project strength. And if I were him, I'd be a little angry. 
It was his company that built those planes. Obviously, the last people that touched that plane and those bolts are his people, right? Am well, I wrong? Yeah, but he can't he can't come out acting all angry and stuff like that. No, he I'm sure he's got so many lawsuits headed in his direction. He's going, please, please no. Please no. <laughs> That's possible. But I was thinking he should come out and say, look, we're going to handle this. This Whoopsie, is unacceptable. all right? I, we messed up. I'm sorry. What do you want? A well, coupon? He, sh- <laughs> he should say, yeah, we're going to fix this. No, he said it, but it was just, just a little sweet. I got kids. I got grandkids, and so do you. Did he cry? Have to demonstrate yeah. it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. He's crying. I mean, I have kids, too. Only mine are on the planes that are bolted together. Forget what he said. (laughs) The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. What a world. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Wake up and smell the future, man. Having fun with the world gone crazy. It's brought to you by All Electric Services. So apparently there's some words that we used to use a long time ago. That have been done away with, and now this long-lost list of words should be brought back in 2024. I have never heard of a lot of these words. Where's the list? Oh, okay. Here we go. Go ahead. I, I don't even know how to pronounce this one. Blatherst- Blatherskite? I don't know what that is. It is a person who talks at great length without making much sense. Oh, I know a lot of those. A Blatherskite. A Blatherskite. Okay. Kerglaf. Kerglaf? Um, it's a drinking vessel. It it's is la- laughing with water in your throat? No, you have the water part right. It's a shock that you felt when you first plunge into ice cold water. Oh, okay. Oh, I was um, so kerglaffed. I know this one, dollop. Dollop, yeah. A dollop of sour cream, a dollop mm-hmm. of something. You do Daisy. a dollop for Daisy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see if I can pronounce this one. Kafik latch. Kafik, kafik that's, latch. That's where you're so scared to go to work that your fingers freeze over the coffee cup. They I like that. Yeah. It's an informal gathering where coffee is served. Oh, okay. Oh, that's a coffee clutch. Co- coffee clutch. Is that what it's called? <laughs> what do you call it? Clutch. It says kafik clutch. It's spelled K-A-F-F-E-E-K-L-A-T-S-C-H. I would have said the, the same scientific thing. name, like an animal. Okay. <laughs> coffee clutch. But that's, if you read it, you probably pronounce it the same way, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, Pocky. having Oh, my little Pocky. Pocky having a mocking or cynical sense of humor, as in he had a Pocky wit that undercut his superiors. Mm. Pocky. Um, I'm going to skip ahead. Pettifogger? That's somebody who, a pedophile who doesn't bother anybody when it's foggy out? uh, It's, it's, uh. (laughs) What? They can't see where they're going. No, no, no. They're they're petty. There's there's somebody oh. that, that creates fog for a living, but they're very petty about it. It's an inferior legal practitioner, especially one who deals with petty cases or has dubious practices. Oh, oh like those injury lawyers you never okay. hear of until yeah. you see the wooden sign with the paint peeling off of it going up seventeen ninety two. Okay, these <laughs> these last two are my favorite. Thunder plump guesses. Oh yeah, thunder plump. I that's, think we that's all my, know what that that's is. what my wife calls me. <laughs> hey, it's a heavy rainfall due to a thunderstorm. Ugh. Boring. Uh, my last one's my favorite. Twinkle. Oh, yeah. You want to play with my twinkle? <laughs> okay. That's good. Be right back. Well, wait a minute. Go, what is it? Take a twinkle. <laughs> a, re- 
A real twinkle uh, is a shapeless mass. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, that's the wrong page. It's uh, to twang with the fingers on a musical instrument. Oh, to twinkle. I've been twangling. Twinkle, twinkle. You know, the guys at Guitar Center yelled at me because I was in there twinkling all day. <laughs> so you're going to start hearing this year, and I think that's... This is nothing new, but you just happen to hear it more in January. People start telling you about wellness treatments, and you should do this. It's healthy, and you should do this. It's healthy. Remember one time we heard about a coffee enema? You should give yourself a coffee enema. You should mind your own business. It's healthy. Right. (laughs) So these are weird wellness treatments that are offered from different places around the world, not necessarily here in this country. Mm -hmm. There is a place in Mexico. It's a retreat center. A friend of mine did this. She was a weirdo, odd bird. Her name was Holly. I'll never forget her. I have no idea what she's doing these days. I was friends with her in college. She was really odd. And she did one of these things, and she went with her mom, which made it even more strange. They went, they go into these little sweat tents, for lack of a better term, and basically you sit there, and you're in very little clothing. Like she said, they were in like shorts and sports bras, and they sit back to back, and they just sit in these sweat tents. It's not e- it's like a sauna, but you're in a tent out in the middle of the desert is in the middle like of nowhere. A, is it a retreat? It's kind of a retreat, but she said it was just her and her mom in oh, one tent. Oh, it's a tent. sweat lodge. It's not it's even a, a lodge. Tent. It's a tent. Well, I mean, they'd call it a lodge in the brochure, but it's a tent. So yeah. what you're supposed to do is sit there and sweat your brains out okay. until like you feel sauna. like you're losing your mind, and it's supposed to help you regain control over your mind and kind of help you experience a new way of life. In other words, you, you're you so hot you go crazy, and then it, then you have to train yourself to take back over your mind. So it's a sauna? Wow. Yeah, but I guess you have to travel to do it, and she was like, I remember it was so enlightening. We had just this epiphany. I'm like, I've taken hot yoga before where I felt like I had mad cow's disease because it was so hot, so I don't know if I'm willing to do any of this. And what was the epiphany? Buy deodorant? I don't know, but it cost $3,000 to do. Oh! Wow, you know you I'm put stupid. put a tent up in my backyard. Exactly. in there for three grand. Three Here's grand. charge you two. Here's another one. A laughter yoga session in Bali. Um, in Indonesia, you go through an hour-long laughter yoga session on the beach. Who do you Something laugh at? funny about that. I don't know. I don't know what. I, I don't mean, know. they tell jokes in Bali in their language. Oh my gosh! I saw, and this was right here. Let me see. Are, are any of these on here? Okay, I don't see them on here. So, there was a commercial, and I thought that is the strangest thing. I would feel so out of place. I get why people do it, and if you do it and it works for you, then great. It was a picture a ballroom. You've been to a wedding in a ballroom, right? Mm-hmm. Picture a humongous mm-hmm. ballroom at a hotel. Mm. And everybody's laying on mats. That's where it starts to get weird. I don't like to lay on mats in a whole room of people. And since That's I was called like, yoga. Yeah, it's yoga. No, I know. But it's like they're sitting there and they're asleep and someone will come over you and it's like a, a breath work convention. What does that mean? So this guy, that what they showed in the video was this guy would come over and like put his hands on your ribs and these people were going... <gasps> Wow, Lamaze class. And I'm like, no, but none of them are pregnant. Oh. And it's like, and he's going, yes, let it out. And they're going, "Ah, ah, ah," and he's like, let it all out, let it all out. And then they start crying. And I'm like, what's happening? Oh, sorry. (laughs) Oh, my God. We got to leave this planet. I don't know. I don't know. I mean. Where was that? That was for here in Orlando somewhere. Some convention. God. I saw a commercial for it. I was like, so this mm. perv goes up and feels women up and they breathe hard and then, wow, this sounds familiar. Okay. They <laughs> stop once they start to cry. <laughs> that sounds like it. This yeah, is no, a li- that sounds great. Sign me up. How much is it? $200 a ticket? This next group is a little nicer. It's a group of Peloton enthusiasts from New England known as the Wicked Smat Zone. 
Uh, they continued their tradition of generously tipping at Massachusetts restaurants by leaving nearly $7,200 for servers at a restaurant called Red's Kitchen. Oh, well, it's only half the price of a Peloton. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, this was their third annual breakfast event, and the waitresses were astonished, super grateful. The tradition they have, um, I guess they go and they each put in a certain amount of money, and then the it's a large amount of money. And I don't know how big the breakfast is or how many people are in this group, but then the servers wound up getting an astronomical amount of money, which is kind of nice to do from time huh. to time. Um, and finally, Fauci, I was telling you, you about this this morning, Rick, I read. <laughs> it's funny how almost four years later this comes out, right? Yep. So Anthony Fauci confessed to lawmakers on Tuesday of this week that his guidelines to keep six feet of separation has no kind of scientific data to back it up. No basis in science. Follow the science! It just no. seemed like a good number. I don't know. I just picked something. Is that what he did? He just said it came out of nowhere. It were the exact words. It just sort of appeared. And so, just because he did that, think of how many stickers you saw on the floor of the bank, the, the, the grocery the, store. Yeah. Elevators. Our elevator had it. Remember when they were facing the corners like you were a, wearing the dunce cap and you were a bad kid? It was like, you yeah. stand in this corner, you stand in this corner. Imagine so how much you're... power you have to go, ah, six feet, and then everybody's printing stickers and putting them all over the nation, telling you how far you got to so, stand from the deli counter. Just School. to overemphasize, he made the just made it up out of the... Pulled it out of blue, blue His sky. His words were, it just sort of appeared. So schools nationwide remained closed into the second year of the pandemic as a result of these social distancing guidelines, which were told to us by this guy, who now on Tuesday said, yeah, it had no scientific data behind it. It, it. it just, just kind of appeared. You know how it much just kind of appeared where, you know, like in front of you? <laughs> you know how much money businesses lost because we had to keep people apart, so we left, like for instance, restaurants, every other table had to be empty. You know how oh, much yeah. money uh-huh. this bozo cost us? Do you remember? If only he'd pick two feet, we'd be doing better. How how is he still not in jail? Don't know. Do you remember when the Happy Gilmore Center still had shows, but you had little cages you had to sit in? Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you remember that? All that because this guy just pulled something out of his... Go ahead. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. And then I get emails. Oh, I stopped listening when Rick started saying that COVID was all a bunch of garbage. Well, hello. No, they were like, uh, after COVID, Rick started having all these conspiracy theories, which later turned out to be true. And, you know, I did, he disrespected COVID and he started telling people they didn't need to social distance or wear masks. Well, to be honest, COVID disrespected us. So it's, it's only. Yeah. And we still haven't. The culprits have still not been confronted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gone to jail over this whole thing. Well, it's just happened out of nowhere. Nah, yeah, a lot of people did have a lot of, to do with it, and the people that could have made it not as bad went, can we make it worse? All right, let's make it worse so no one finds out that it was us making it worse. So let's let Fauci speak, though. He's holding a press conference yeah. right now. Hi, folks. Thanks for coming. And I, Dr. Fauci, would like to clear a few things up. There seems to be confusion when it comes to what I said to do when COVID first hit. Let me clear it up for you morons. First, when I said we should social distance, I meant we should be six inches away from each other, not six feet. What's confusing about that? And when I said we need to wear a mask, I didn't mean a mask. I meant a hat. You dummies just heard me wrong. I was saying wear a hat. Don't Dr. Fauci, you definitely didn't say that. Wrong! And when I said we need to cancel schools, what I was really saying is we need to have more school, year-round school, no summer vacations. You misheard me and you're all dumb. Dr. Fauci, how can you say that? I didn't say that. I said nothing. I've been up here being silent. No more questions. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid News with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right, here we go. So, um... Should I have, yeah, I should play the 
the intro to this just to make it official. Here we go. Dumb criminals. Sometimes people don't change. A man who spent 40 years in federal prison for robbing banks is back behind bars again. He's suspected of robbing a bank. 71-year-old Bruce Edward Bell is accused of robbing a bank in Sun Valley on December 21st, but the L.A. Police Department did not release details until Tuesday. Investigators say he allegedly grabbed an employee and threatened to shoot him if he wasn't let into the security area of the bank. He allegedly left with more than $60,000 in cash. Bell was just uh, released and had four prior bank robbery convictions, was out of prison for just about, you know, a day. What is wrong with people? The thing that got me yeah. in trouble last time, I was going to do it again. No way they'll catch me this time. Well, it could be like uh, Shawshank Redemption where he, you know, he felt comfortable in jail and he wanted to go back. Doesn't oh, say that, but. Yeah, but I mean, you know, it's. It's what you're used three to. Three meals a day. You got the health care thing. It's not like you're paying for anything. Yeah. I mean, in a way. Lexington, Kentucky is taking an example from the little, it's called the Little Alien Inn in Nevada. They are inviting aliens to visit Lexington, Kentucky. Yes, they want humans too, but they want to get aliens out there. Um, anyway, London, New York, Tokyo, great cities, but nothing is like Lexington. That's what they said, and they want aliens to pop in when they visit the Earth. Hmm. Are yeah. you sure about that? The tourism right. the tourism board came up with this idea. That sounds like something they would come up with. And uh, they're implementing that right now. They even got FAA approval. <laughs> and they put that in the brochures, of course. You know, it's all uh. it's all really cute. Till they really come. And that's quite possible because right now a whistleblower, intelligence off this guy's remember he did a hearing in Congress, David Grush. Oh yeah, yeah, David Grush. Yeah, he's the uh, Air Force guy. Yeah, former former intelligence officer David Grush or Grush okay. made the comments that a secret presentation reported to have been attended by officials from the CIA, FBI, and of course the Wall Street bigwigs. Now I got to ask you something: Is this for us, or is this because there actually is something going on? Because why would the CIA and the FBI bother? With all the Catholics they have to oppress and all the parents they have to jail for being terrorists, for going to school board mm, meetings, mm -hmm. do they really have time to go to a, a conference about alien beings and ships? Yeah, they're busy. Um, I think they would make time for that, especially if it gives them some sort of edge. Mabes. Well, 60 people attended this talk in New York in a penthouse hosted by cryptocurrency advisor John Diagostino. Oh, they just wanted to go to a fun party. They didn't care what the topic was. You think there were hookers there? Hookers and cocaine? Oh, it's I mean, a of penthouse course. in New York. You probably have some nice drinks and food there. Little cute little finger sandwiches. I go hang. Strippers? Finger no. sandwiches. Photos were banned, but an anonymous leaker has shared images of Mr. Grush speaking and divulged some of his claims. One of them being, he says the U.S. is hiding one UFO the size of a football field. What? Yeah, I believe it. Yeah. So he also spoke of the Joe Rogan experience, but uh, he didn't bring that one up. But yeah. I heard they had to build a building over it because it's that big. Like that you big. can't move it. You can't transport it to another facility. So uh, annex the land and put something over it. They also had the Joe Rogan experience. He explained that the American uh, military has 10 alien bodies from UFO crashes. Yeah, I think we already got the stuff, dude. So what do you think's going on? Do you think there's something? I don't know. I'm so skeptical. It's I used to believe all this crap. Thing. I, I used to think it was some space stuff, but it's definitely got to be an interdimensional thing. It's the only oh, way that stuff makes sense, and it's the only way it works. Okay. I'm, I'm in a hard time with that, too. But No, but I mean, when you look deep enough at, um, at like quantum mechanics, that's a thing. 
I'm really? Telling, I'm just saying. Look it up. You don't got to listen to me. All right. Professor Smokestack. Professor Smokestack. He's full of random tidbits and other useless crap. Yeah, look up the many worlds interpretation. You tell me. The what? The many worlds interpretation. What the hell is that? Yeah, oh. It's this theory that like every decision branches off a whole other timeline. Jill is giving me the, why did you ask him that look? <laughs> yes, I don't want to make Jill's brain work at this early ah, in the morning. Wake me when it's over. <laughs> All right, yesterday we had a story about a couple whose home had been hit by cars six different times, poor couple. But now we got a guy, Jason Eldium, who's been hit in Pennsylvania in Franklin Township 50 times. This isn't the first time someone has crashed into their property. We've had at least six since we've lived here. Six crashes. Okay, that's the wrong audio, but okay, that's all right. That's the one from the previous couple, but this guy beat them by a long shot. According to the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation, um, trucks keep bashing into his home 50 times in eight years. Wow. Is that correct? Wouldn't you? I mean, I'm sorry. I, 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 and. Wouldn't you move? Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, both these couples, the one with the six hits and this one with the 50 hits, have reached That's out 51. to... Well, how many times are you going to play Russian roulette, the fact that the car hasn't hit you so many times, but eventually it might. And it again, might come that far into your house where you're sitting on the couch or something. At this, But yeah, 50 times. You, you build a bridge over your house or a ramp. Just launch them. Meow. Americans should be rejoicing because right now you're about to get a burger that's been tested all over the world. And now, of course, the final testing is going on in Australia. It's the Macca menu. It's uh, McDonald's new uh, menu that includes a double Big Mac. Oh, my gosh. So for a limited time only, coming to U.S. shores, January 24th. Only $50? You'll be able to get this murderous sandwich. (laughs) Can you imagine? No, so we get rid of supersizing everything just so you can come out with a double Big Mac? There was, uh, I forget what chef it was. There was a chef on the Food Network that was like, yeah, this thing needs to come with a health warning. Well, it's over four, it's almost 4,000 calories. Holy crap. That's a lot? Yeah, uh, and it's not the good kind of fat, you know? It's like over double what your daily intake should be in one meal. Well, the first American interview said, I'm going to eat one of these and I'm going to feel disgusting, but I'm going to enjoy it. You got to try it. He was very excited. He wrote on Facebook. Another American says, I can't wait. Someone else started one and wrote, I'll take three of these. Take them home. Should we go back to that story about the health, the health healthists (laughs) about fat people? (laughs) Oh, did I uh, did I lose that? No, that's from yesterday. Oh God. Okay, so there was a doctor. <laughs> Where was she from? It doesn't matter. She said it's not unhealthy to be fat. Yeah, she's but, a doctor. But 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 she probably endorses the double Big Mac. I know. I'm trying to find it. You don't have to. I just bring it up. Oh yeah. So this doctor, yeah, she's uh, saying that uh, it's okay to be fat, and anybody that makes fun of you or says it's not good to be fat is a what is it? Healthist. It's healthism. What is that? It's like racism, except, you know. You're, you're healthy? You're being a healthist. No, you're being, you know. Discriminatory against people that are not healthy. Yeah, you're, you're, not pre-ju- tell- you're prejudging people thinking that they're really, really overweight, that they're they're unhealthy. That doesn't make them a bad person. No. But it makes them unhealthy. I don't know how that. So anyway, this uh, double Big Mac is on the menu at 4,000 plus calories, and uh, people are excited. One person on the uh, thread said, yeah, because Americans need to get fatter. Thank you, McDonald's. <laughs> she said it. Yeah. Looking for a way to earn extra money? I sure All right, am. that's not it. Oh, God. The Colonel's back with my new dishwasher cooked bucket. Big, meaty pieces of chicken that have been cooked in the dishwasher. Wait a Why? minute, because stop. I'm the Colonel, I... What's going on over there, bud? Rick's well, having I went a day. In search- no, I went in the search of the... Uh, 
Why didn't you just doctor. do the stuff that you were doing today? Oh, you went and searched for the I messed doctor, you up. doctor, and that was it's another my fault. page. I'll, there's, take, there's I'll only, take blame. only 330 pages of stuff, so anyway, we got it right this time. The Colonel's back with something you never expected. Mickey D's can do their double Big Mac? Well, I've got something better. Get ready for my triple quadruple chicken sandwich. Um, what's that? Pipe down, I'm about to tell you. It's a big meaty piece of fried chicken between two buns, but wait for it. Then I put another piece of chicken on top of the bun and below the bottom bun, and then I put four more buns on it. Uh, okay, but... I'm not even close to finished. Then it's two drumsticks on top of it, and then I cover it with potato wedges, then put another bun on it, and corn on the cob, and a Oof, bun... But I don't... Shut up! Then I put a medium Diet Coke inside a chocolate shake, and I pour it all over the sandwich. Eat it! Eat it right this minute or pay the price. Yes, sir. The new triple, quadruple, double, quadruple chicken, quintuple chicken sandwich. That's not what you called it before. Try it today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Another hour of the fun stuff on deck. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 